Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Podcast. Hello, Mr. Halfant. Hello, Miss Ellsman. Hello. Future Miss is with me. No, actually. Oh, you're sticking with mm-hmm. Ellsman. Hello, Mr. Bloomfield. Hello, Ryan. And hello, Mr. Whitney. Hello. Sorry, no, Mr. Ellsmere. Did you you missed that point there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think probably going double-barreled. Ellsmere oh, Whitney or Whitney Ellsmere? Ellsmere Whitney, because Whitney Ellsmere sounds like an actual name. Yeah, Whitney sounds Ellsmere sounds like it should be a port somewhere on the coast. It does. To be fair, yeah. to me, it sounds like it sounds like a child from Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> no, you need if you right, if that's going to be your surname, you've got to name your child something exquisite. Yes. <laughs> like Tallulah. Tallulah, yeah. Tallulah something like that. Oh. Just go with exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that do. Armani. Yes, <laughs> Armani and Navy. <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a while. It has been a while. I've, I've forgotten how to do radio. So where have you been? Both. Disney. Yeah. It was amazing. We spent yeah a week of well two weeks in Florida, but we spent a week at Disney World, and we did Universal as well with all the Wizarding World, Harry Potter stuff, which was amazing. I met Peter Pan. That was cool. <laughs> and I met the X Men. <laughs> yes, so we did. We befriended the actual X Men at Universal, so that was cool. <laughs> Who did say we could join? So did you, know. you just like hum the. 90s cartoon theme in your head the entire time you were there. Pretty much. Yeah. I was just immediately bonded. Rogue spotted us and she, clearly she could sense that I was a fellow rogue. She just <laughs> ran and gave me a big hug, didn't she? She was great. Yeah. It was, it was very cool. You brought character. <laughs> she did. Storm gave up and told us that she also wanted to be rogue, but they won't let her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see why. Let's yeah. just leave it yeah. like that. Yeah. And you went to Padstow as well. We did. We adopted some lobsters. Stop. What? I love that. You were like, oh, you went to America. You, br- you breezed over that and then, oh, yeah, but you went to Padstow. And that's so we're going to get the cool content. This Look, story. It's because he's a food blogger. Because it's food. It's food. And yeah. Rick Stein owns Padstow. as you call it. Yeah, I was trying to count up all the various. We did eat in the Rick Stein Cafe, which is yeah. very cool. And we bought and stuff in the, the yeah. fishery thing. But Do you think he's like yeah. a mob boss down there? Surrounded I think he like, must with be. a fish counter. I think he is. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's got the restaurant, a seafood bar, a fish and chip shop, a deli, a patisserie, a cafe, yeah. a gift shop. What else? There's other stuff. A hotel, a bistro, a bar. It's just ridiculous. So that's it what really I wanted is. to talk about, Padstow. Yeah. Like, why can one the man whole place own is a town? By Rick's nine. I don't know. He, he must walk around like in a big long coat and looks like people like hand him things like Longestines. <laughs> is Padstow like Vatican City? It's yeah. like its own little kind of like duchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where Lord Lord Stein owns it all. Lord, oh. Lord Stein of Padstow. Yeah. They probably had a national week of mourning when Chalky passed away. I think they probably did. We did, we adopted some lobsters while we were in Padstow. Yeah, that the, was good. Uh, and, uh, the National Lobster Hatchery. Yeah, they will be released into the sea in December. To Not go into and Rick Stein's kitchen. <laughs> probably straight into Rick Stein's kitchen, yeah. We've named them Rogan Gambit, obviously. <laughs> and we can track them on the website. Because <laughs> we're, we're that cool. Yeah. It's going to be good. Talking about naming animals of the sea, my old next-door neighbours used to have four, two sets of fish. So they had Starsky and Hutch, and what was the other one? Fish and Chip, but Fish and Starsky died, so oh. you're left with Chip and Hutch. It was yeah, a very confusing situation. <laughs> Been up to anything else? Oh, nothing major. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say anything important. <laughs> Come on then. We did get engaged while we were at Disney. Be- so. be- because Disney. Because Disney. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Jack Daniels? Yes, we did that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you so did that as well. I I'm trying to say something your for your week. <laughs> That's fine. I've done many things yeah. for a change. Hang on, I want to go back to the engagement. I want to know the, right. the, the gritty details. So, George, did you see it coming? 
I mean, yes, we're adults, so we had to have a conversation that that was a thing that was on the cards. Although people seem to be surprised about this. This is yeah. what I've learned, actually, is that, I mean, I am, I think it'd be safe to say not a sentimental person. And I went back to work and all the girls who I usually don't talk to at work because I don't have much to say to them. And then immediately I had a queue at my desk the first day back at work for people going, did you cry? And then I'm going, no. And then they look at you as though you're dead inside, which maybe I am. <laughs> um, yeah. People seem to be highly unimpressed that like, yes, we talked about it before. Yes, I kind of had an idea it was coming. And no, I didn't cry. Yeah, and but... equally, no, I didn't get dressed up. We were in Disney. Disney. In, in sweltering heat. In sweltering heat. So you didn't, in want August. To, you didn't fancy dressing up as Goofy and doing it then? <laughs> no, oh I, I, didn't, I didn't want to cramp your style, mate. Nah. <laughs> I think it's enough that I've got Minnie Mouse ears on in the photos. Yeah. What um, more do you want? Okay, I have another question. Um, when it, it ha- they're not Tom Clubon here. <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when it happened, how did, we've seen the picture of the mm-hmm. moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. What happened in the moments prior? So obviously you didn't know what was coming. No. How did you go about it? Like, did you just get down? Did you just, did you just like, oi, George, stop now? No, it's basically what what they do around the parks. They've got um, photographers stationed like, all over the place. Proposal zones. <laughs> like, Pretty uh, much is. I mean, yeah. about five minutes after hours, we walked about two feet up the road, and there was another couple getting engaged as well. Yeah, it's the same, same <laughs> I think spot. It, yeah, I think it is. Uh, but yeah, a bit like, of a... so yeah, we just thought, you know, get 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 some shots of us in front of the castle, and just you know, as we were getting into the into the spot, I just yeah. sort of. It's a thing called the Memory Maker. Disney have their own photographers stationed at places where they know people are going to take lots of photos and you basically swipe your fast pass or your little wristband thing and you get the photo straight to your phone. Yeah. So Um, we'd stopped anyway at a few of those. So it wasn't suspicious. It's like, you know what? It's a nice day. Unlike the other time we were at the Magic Kingdom, which absolutely (laughs) rained like that. (laughs) You know, we're in front of the castle. Hmm, Yeah, this will do. I have uh, another question. (laughs) Okay, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) See, when you got down on one knee... How, how long were you on one knee for and did it start to hurt after a while it did start to hurt <laughs> <laughs> only because my knees are absolutely destroyed from years and years of sports um, I was only down there for maybe a minute or two not even that because it, you know it's, it's one of the things where I didn't make you know some big profound insightful speech or anything I just said George will you marry me and then I just laughed at you yeah <laughs> again the romantic that I am I have an- another question <laughs> The Where's Tom? <laughs> now you said you got engaged because of because Disney. Disney. But for me, Disney's all about kind of like, oh, we love each other, and they're married like about four seconds later. So all <laughs> Disney films don't end with an engagement; they all end with a marriage. <laughs> so I would have thought, you know, more Disney esque would have been, let's just get married right just now. Like get Disney. married on like it's a small world. Unfortunately, we didn't have a few thousand dollars spare. <laughs> yeah, uh, otherwise and the rest. Just get married on it's a small world. Oh, <laughs> were there lots of small animals around as well? Did you have like squirrels and like Sadly birds and not, stuff coming? No, uh, we, we did. We did see some ducks. There, yeah, there are. Donald there are is usually in prison, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, real ducks, real ducks. Yeah, Huey, Jimmy, Louie. Disney World is overrun by squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Like really tame squirrels everywhere in Disney. It's weird. With a wide-eyed deer as well. There were, around. yes, yeah, hundreds. I have another question for you about this. So you know, like. You know when you're in trouble at work or something, you're nervous about something, and then you just get a feeling, and your stomach has those wobbles, and you, you know, you start doing nervous farts, or you need a nervous. P- did you have that nope. feeling? <laughs> Not you at all. You didn't need a nervous poo before you asked. Nope. No way. <laughs> you wouldn't know. I'm not he was having very it. calm. I'm not having it. 
You, I, oh, I'd need a nervous poo. <laughs> you need a nervous poo walking out the door in the morning. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, it's quite, is Guy doing research for something he wants to say to Laura later? I think he might be. Do I need to clean my bowels prior to asking? If that question of like, do I need to go to the toilet he before I ask you a question? <laughs> but if Guy was going to do that to Laura, Laura must think well, he's trying to ask her to marry him like every five minutes. We all know how. <laughs> we all know how Guy is going to propose. He's going to tie the ring box around Max's neck and then like just Aww. let him into the room. Oh, I saw the nah, hide the ring in a can of San Pellegrino. Yeah. I saw the cutest picture yesterday on a site called Boop My Nose, which is basically just pictures of dogs' noses. So he put a ring on the dog's nose and proposed to her girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> see, I don't see that. Oh, I okay. see Guy just shouting it at her from across the room. Oh, right. in a box, Ada. Oi, Laura, should we finally do it then? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, might, I might have additional questions throughout the show from the moment I don't have any more questions. Ryan, do you have any questions? I'm, I'm currently questionless, thank you. Keith? No, I'm also questionless. Did, okay, oh, no, no, I've got some. So, I've got, I've got some. I've got so okay, so we've we go. got two that are questionless and guy who was questionable. Yes. Yeah, I've got a question. Okay. Did anything funny happen whilst it happened or did anybody like in the nearby area react in a strange or amusing way? No. I don't think anybody really mm. noticed. I think it's no, such it's a normal thing at Disney. At least I didn't notice anybody that, noticing. Yeah. And equally, it's that crowded, especially sort of that area in front of the castle. Yeah, you can't you really know, tell anyway. Uh, Peter Pan did have some excellent married married yes. life advice for us, though. Um, so we, that was this is how you celebrate your engagement. You immediately go and queue up to meet Peter Pan. Yeah. So obviously. what did you do afterwards? Like, what, like we went oh, yeah, on. Cool, the, that's, we went that's on done. The, so what should we do now? Space <laughs> Mountain. We into, <laughs> well, we went and picked up because Disney give you badges for everything. So we went and collected. They give you, they gave us happily ever after badges, and then we went on the Aladdin Magic Carpet ride. So yep. we celebrated our engagement, and then we went to to meet Peter Pan. Or I went. To Dave, meet Peter did you Pan. sing? I can show you the world. No, because I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> Joe, I reckon, I reckon Dave, by the end of that, Dave was kind of like, Joe, I'm, re- I'm really relieved because now I can have this box out of my pocket I've been carrying around. Oh, so yeah, it's it's yours now. Here <laughs> you go. Yeah, did, yeah did, Peter Pan's married life advice was that it now meant that nothing was my fault, but equally it didn't have to be Dave's either and he should just blame random passers-by. Yeah. And his other very important piece of married life advice was don't go on It's a Small World. <laughs> well, do you know what? When you, guys, when, when you guys are on the brink of divorce, remember what Peter Pan told you? I wrote, yeah, don't go on yes. It's a Small World. <laughs> Thanks for that vote of confidence, guy. <laughs> anyway, Jack Daniels. Yes, Jack Daniels. We went to really the Jack Daniels evening. pop-up at the Romo. I'll let you take that one because I've talked lots. <laughs> yeah, it was... I was coming on to Dave afterwards. He's done you his DDP. He's an engaged man now, Brian. <laughs> That's what makes him so much more desirable. <laughs> He's off the market. Oh, officially. yeah, definitely. Like, girls will be all like, over you now because you're engaged because you're not available. So it's, uh, yeah, well, what a shame. <laughs> all right, we'll come, we'll come on to Jack Daniels and DDP in a little bit. Keith, what have you been up to this week? Didn't go to Disney. I didn't miss Guy in the past week. Uh, Did you adopt a lobster? I didn't adopt any lobsters. <laughs> you made a YouTube video, though. Made a YouTube video is probably a little bit of a overstatement. <gasps> oh my god! It's question time. Plan. We said his name three times. <laughs> <laughs> we said his name three times, and he appears. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm horrified or pleased. <laughs> it's like the candy man. What are you saying my name for? <laughs> Guy had well, questions. They didn't have questions. They Do weren't for Tom Clavon, but there will now be questions for Tom Clavon. Okay. 
To quote the be. microphone, he's being made as Tom Clabon. We are joined now by special guest speaker Tom Clabon, who does the A-list very occasionally, and he has yeah. the awesome indie mixtape now on Fridays. Now on Fridays, yeah, 4pm. 4, 4 yes, so look for that on mixcloud.com forward slash radio. My first question, Tom Clabon, what brings you to the studio this early today? Uh, I'm meeting Tim here, because we're going to go to uh, Beyond the Tracks Festival and hopefully record some stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't know you guys were going to be in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying it wasn't. He says I didn't know you yeah. were going to be here. Yeah, of course you did. You wanted to be asked questions. <laughs> it wasn't. Into, it was a happy accident, basically. I have a question for Tom Clement. Hello. Have you had any more photos at work this week? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's been a oh, photo-free week, week. Yeah, they've, they've let me be. You fibber. It's not been a photo-free week. There may not have been one from work, but there was another one of you this week. Oh, explain. Was? Oh, from improv. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't a photo-free week. I did an improv show at the Pat Cav, and uh, there was a bit involving me pretending to be a teddy bear that I won't go into. <laughs> um, but photos were taken of me and shared. So what was your improv subject of choice? Um, well, we have a stand-up come in, and he does some stand-up about some stuff, and then we do some improv based on that. And um, he was doing a thing about, you know, the teddy bear that at school kind of gets passed to families and they have to have it for a weekend. No. That, that, that's <laughs> Silence thing. in this room. <laughs> <laughs> the guinea pig, maybe. A guinea pig? Yeah, it's like this class guinea pig that people have to well, take home. Well, you had one of those teddy bears at our school. They're directly supposed to take it on holiday with you, and you make like a... A holiday oh, diary yeah. for this bear when you get back. Yeah, because kids today kill uh, exactly. It's, it's much and I think parents complain bear. like as well. Kind of like, what? What do you mean? I have to feed a hamster for a week? At least a bear don't have to look after, look after. Yeah. Yeah. I never read this at school. Did you? No. Was he going to good enough schools? I don't think so. No. <laughs> they just thought we're not going to give guy a guinea pig, and we're not even <laughs> going to give him a teddy bear because he's going to come back with like its arms missing and stuff. So that's probably why they just they just left you out, guy, for safety. I'll probably bully it. Yeah. yeah. I have another question for Tom Grubbum. Hello. Uh, Tom, you see that bag of sweets there? What would yeah. be your favourite sweet in that bag of... The variety bit mag of... Is it Swiss Marlowe's? Is that what they're called? Uh, Swizzlers. Swizzlers. What would um, be your uh, favourite one out of that I'm going to say Refreshers. Ooh, good call. Good, good choice. Yeah. Do I have to explain, or is that enough yeah. of an answer? No, see, Refreshers to me confuses me, because yeah. you get the hard Refreshers in the tube, and you get the chewy Refreshers. There seems to be no non-complimentary skill there. <laughs> I cannot possibly comment. I have a question for Tom Clavon. Yeah, hello. Did you watch MasterChef last night? I didn't watch MasterChef Because they had Finder's Crispy Pancakes on, which have proven to be the best, so sod you. Was that, was that a question from last time? Yes. Oh, okay. You chose the Chicken Kiev, which everybody knows the Finder's Crispy Pancake is better. Um, sorry, I'll try to do better in, in future. <laughs> I'll try to grow as a person. Uh I have a question yeah. for Tom Clark. Are you looking Hello. forward to your day today? Um, I'm apprehensive because it's, <laughs> it's meant to rain a lot. And yeah, so I'm hoping I'm hoping we'll see some good bands and stuff. Um, but if we don't, it will just be stood in a wet field for some it's hours. Not, it's so not even, isn't that just a festival anywhere? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've not been I've not been to many festivals. So I have a question for Tom Clark. Hello. If you were to lose one of your shoes in a muddy field, <laughs> would you prefer it to be your left or your right? Uh, <laughs> I guess I'd prefer it to be my left that I left because um, I'm right-footed. I, is that a thing, being right-footed? I feel more right-footed as a person. So, so it, it would just feel right? It would feel right, yeah. <laughs> 
I have a follow-on question for Tom Clabon. So follow if you question. did lose Hello. your shoe, yeah. how would you deal with the situation of losing your shoe? I'd I guess I'd just have to, you know, just keep going. <laughs> just... Trench foot. Yeah. Still one of Tim's. That would be all I'd do. <laughs> Tim's one of his yeah, shoes. just mugging for his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. I reckon I could take Tim in a fight. I, I think, yeah, but fight for the shoes. Mm. That'd be fine. I've got a further follow-on question to that question. Having lost one of your shoes and you had to replace that shoe with a carrier bag, <laughs> which store's carrier bag would you like to use? This feels, <laughs> this feels like another question that you've already decided an answer for. And whatever I say, it's going to no, be like, this, oh, this, well, no. This, this finds but, out what kind of level of shop that you go to normally. Right. Um, I mean, I, are I, we talking a Bobby's shop here or spa? Happy shopper. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got some Sainsbury's carrier bags, which which seem pretty hardy and tough. <laughs> but I, my shop of choice is Aldi, and I take a bag for life. So maybe that's the bag for my foot. I, I've never considered have, have you got a bag on you just in case this does happen? I, I have. Not specifically for that, like, eventuality, <laughs> but... I'm yeah, glad about I'm, it now, though. Mm, yeah, thanks for pointing it out. I now know that in the event that I lose my shoe and I'm unable to mug Tim, um, <laughs> I have everything I need. Only one shoe, though. You could, but, use, you could use the bag in the mugging and then have the shoes. How could I use a bag in a mugging? <laughs> Fill it, it with pennies. <laughs> to put over over his head or my head. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to murder him. Just temporarily daze him. I think if you're going to do that, you need a paper bag over the head and then you hit him with a chili bowl. And then you take But then you need to mug Keith for his chili bowl, so we're just going in a circle here. It's an escalating series of crimes here, isn't it? It's like Breaking Bad. I have a question. At a festival with one shoe. I have a question for Tom Tom. How do you feel right. about a life as a mugger? I feel like I've been thrust into this. <laughs> I feel like this isn't the life I chose for I myself. That's, that's uh, really right. Another question for Tom Caban. If you and Tim were the two lead characters from Breaking Bad, which character from Breaking Bad would you be? Um, I'm older than him by about two years, so maybe that makes me Walter White. I don't know. I feel like I'm the point of wisdom and authority, and he's the sort of plucky sidekick. But maybe I'm wrong. I have a question for Tom Cabon. Hello. Have you ever tried to grow a goatee in the shape of Walter White? I've I've not. No, I have experimented with not shaving for periods of time, and it's it's just looked like I'm dirty more than anything else, <laughs> rather than a cool goatee. So, no, I probably won't do that. I have a follow-up question. Uh huh. If you could grow beard hair, what shape would you go for? Um, I I probably wouldn't go for anything. <laughs> I think I'm quite Not happy with that. You like being Maybe. shaved? Uh, yeah, I do. Like, being a, <laughs> like a dolphin. <laughs> I like the process of having a clean face, not being shaved by other people. <laughs> I can't require this service of others. I, I think I have one final question for Tom Cabon, Uh and that is, how have you prepared for today's festival? I what, have what done... What do you have with you? Uh, n- nothing. <laughs> I Tim asked if I'd help, and I said yes, and I'm hoping he's covered everything else. Um, <laughs> so I've got a mobile phone I can record onto that, but otherwise it's kind of all in his hands. Have you not got a Mac in a sack with you? I've not. I've not got a Mac in a sack. No, or a Mac <laughs> or a sack. Just, <laughs> just plastic bags. It's a, it's a new Doctor Zeus book. I have no Mac. I have no sack. <laughs> I have a question for Tom. Come on. 
Which okay. band are you looking forward to seeing the most today? Um, I'm looking for it's a. Am I allowed to say two jointly? Yes. Okay, I'm going to say Maximo Park and Superfood are both mm. the ones I'm looking forward to most. Not Wild Beasts. You're not looking forward to a bit of falsetto. I'm gonna, I'm going to say no. Ah. <laughs> Do Superfoods have a record called Quinoa? <laughs> they, they, they don't. They have oh. an album called Bambino, which just come came out. But I feel like that's that's not your question, really. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have any food-related songs at all? Uh, they've got one called Superfood, so that's just their name. But other than that, um, mm-hmm. no. I have one I final question, from Tom. Come on, one final. Thank you. Where can we find you online? Uh, on Twitter at Tom underscore Clavon, and I retweet all the other things I do there. So that's a place to go. Do you know what's quite nice actually that Tom got to say his Twitter handle this week because normally Phil will be jumping on the guy with the blue tick. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we banned him from the studio this week. We sent him to Bulgaria. <laughs> cool. I'll uh, I'll leave you to it then. Thank you very much. For <laughs> feel free to hang around if you want, Tom. Tom backs away from the microphone slowly, but with a look of sincere. Um, you know what he looked like. Pleasure. He looked like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World when he's surrounded by velociraptors. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame him? Where were we? Oh yeah, Keith, what were you up to? Yeah, we stopped Keith midweek. <laughs> well, no Disney, no naming lobsters. Uh, YouTube. We put a YouTube video out. Yes. We filmed at uh, Ice International Comic Con last week. We got to talk to a couple of guys there. So I put together a very quick uh, little video from our trip there, which is cool. So you can go and see that now on the Geeky Brummy YouTube channel. You could also find it going to the Geeky Brummy website or you can pick up the links in our Twitter or Facebook per channels, pages, whatever things. You social media kids all know what you're doing. Like, subscribe, share, usual stuff. Anything else you've been up to? Any bus hazards, transport issues? We don't like to talk about buses <laughs> much, really. Are you in like a PTSD stress mode? No. With well, one was late this morning. I asked the driver if I could get a discount. The reply was not <laughs> what I was expecting. Why, why do they do that thing where they have like an inspector come on and check the tickets? It's so annoying. It's like so time consuming. It's kind of like, obviously, I bought a ticket because I got on it. He's not going to let me just get on the bus. But you, Guy, have you ever got on a bus? Every chancer in the world tries to get on the bus without paying for a ticket. <laughs> you always see the people who nervously shift when the bus stops for more than like 30 seconds at any stop. Oh, you can also as well when they when you're coming up to the stop and you can see the inspectors or the people that rush downstairs hoping to get off before they get on. Mm-hmm. It's surprisingly easy, I think, to do that. I once accidentally used an out-of-date bus pass for about a week because I'd actually bought the new pass. I just forgotten yeah. to swap them over in my like card holder. Bye, Tom. Bye, Tom. I'd usually use the old pass for about a week and like, yes. didn't notice and managed to get on the bus successfully twice a day. I'd just Oops. like to say that Tom Cabron has now gone. <laughs> Questions were asked. <laughs> Yeah. That's turned into a semi-regular feature. Speaking of buses, Keith, we saw, we spotted a, ver- a rarity for you what? the other day. An actual bus. Keith in a taxi. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't happen. Uber. A double-decker, 120. <laughs> but that's, that, well, that's weird, because not very recently. I, got I thought that was the price of the chocolate. <laughs> I thought that sounded like the choice of the chocolate, chocolate bar then. Double-decker, <laughs> 120. That's not, that is not a good chocolate bar, is it? I don't know. It's better I than a boost. It, I think it used to be oh, interesting. Sucks. Now it just tastes like kind of whatever got left over at the Cadbury's factory, <laughs> just whacked together in one bar. <laughs> Isn't that all their chocolate now? I don't know. Chocolate bars are rubbish these days. They're too yes. small, too expensive. It's not as good as it used to be. Did you see a tweet somebody put up this week about how you can justify what the minimum wage should be by the cost to Freddo's to kind of wages? 
Is it supposed to be like 10 Freddos per hour or something like No, that? it was like based on the cost of a Freddo. When he was younger, he could get like 10 Freddos for like one pound or something. Yeah. And now to buy the same number of Freddos, you would need to spend a load of money. So they were saying like the wage thing, the minimum wage should be like 18 pound an hour. Based on the Freddo economy. Based on yes. the Freddo economy. But then Freddos are nasty as well nowadays. You're basically just plain chocolate. It's not what? dairy milk anymore. What do you it's want just Cadbury's chocolate. I want a Taz. That's what I want. Where's my Taz's? I want Caramel Freddo is not good enough. I want, a, I want a Texan bar. Well, they brought back Star. The Star, Star bar. bar. Yeah, they've yeah. been back for a while. They're yeah. all right. Well, remember all the furore around the Whisper Gold return? Man, like, we used to, my dad used to get, like, stuff from the uh, Cavalry second shop, so we had, like, yeah. draw sort of, like, Whisper Gold and Manky Astros. Do you remember Astros? They were slightly gone off. So I used to use them as currency at school to get what I wanted from people. So I'll give you a box of Manky Astros for this. <laughs> Was that the actual brand name? <laughs> Manky <Manky-y> Astros. <laughs> that would make a good band name, actually. Manky Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Let's form a band and call it Manky Astros. I'll write you a few songs. <laughs> Mostly about satsumas. <laughs> there might be one about tangerines. And if no, this, this superfood what? band ain't doing songs about superfood, I'm all over that. Would Mr. Tim's have to make a guest appearance? He could do one about farms. <laughs> I've got a brand new sheep shearer, and it's the fun to use. <laughs> Sounds like a, that sounds like a cover version if you ask me Keith. Thank, does it sound like a cover version <laughs> thanks for Mr Timms for popping in there yeah I followed that Tom Cabani was on the same bus as me so. <laughs> I'm going to go follow him and nick one I, of his I, shoes I have see a what question. carry bag he uses because I don't think he's going to use a Sainsbury's bag I think he's going to use a, one of them ones from like a mailbox what's that and Harvey Smith what's his name the, the, the rider the bloke who does all the show jumping Harvey Nichols that's his name that's it <laughs> I have a question for Mr Timms go on then is it your field that the festival is being held in? Oh no, I've got problems with the drainage in my field, so you can't be having a festival in that. <laughs> is, your, is your field going to be the replacement venue for Glastonbury next year? No, I'll tell you what it'll be used for, though. It'll be used for parking. Make a load of money out of parking. Charge £100 of parking space. <laughs> Don't have any campers on it. Just have, like, you know, lots of buses and coaches and things. No Land Rovers, though. No Land Rovers. They churn up the ground. Something terrible. It takes ages to get the grass back. Thank you, Mr. Tibbs. Sorry, right, I'm going to be off. I'm going to go and see this festival now. I'm going to go, go, I'm going to go nick and shoes. All right. Yeah. When guys return to normal. Mr. Whitney, what have you been up to this week? Uh, Bozen, we know what he's been doing. He's uh, been up to something else as yeah. well. George and I were at uh, the Jack Daniels birthday f- uh, celebrations uh, yep. Thursday Wednesday night. you went wasn't it oh so yeah yeah so yeah it was Wednesday night we went because I was there Tuesday yeah it was really good evening we should have re- really arranged that better yeah in in hindsight <laughs> but uh, yeah it was did fun. you miss this yes Ryan, well, Ryan, Ryan told me that he just didn't want to go the night you were going he said to be honest with you I get enough of them in the studio so I just don't <laughs> see them well I was having fun sorry I, sorry Tommy not to say yes. <laughs> it's alright Vicky Vicky Osgood our good bloggy friend was there mm-hmm. on Tuesday so yeah. that was quite fun but yes what did you think of it Really good event. I was, I was I was really impressed with how they like they kitted out the uh, the meeting place. Yeah, it, it, it they pretty much transformed the, it into an old West saloon. Yeah, I was to say I, it reminded me of some of the country bars I used to go to over in the states when I was over there. Yeah, but yeah, music was really good as well with the uh, the Americas. 
So tell me a little bit more about this Jack Daniels thing. Right. What, was it, what was it all in aid of? So September is Jack Daniels' birthday month because they lost all the town records from when he was born. So they don't know when he was born. He was just, just born in September. in September. So that's an excuse for them to just say, well, September's his birthday month, so we'll have lots of celebrations and lots of Jack Daniels drinking across the world for the month of September. So they're on a tour around the UK. So they did London prior to this, doing Birmingham, off to Glasgow. And they're wrapping up there, but it's basically just transforming three venues in each of the cities into a Jack Daniels themed area. There's lots of Jack Daniels. Yeah, Jack Daniels cocktails, Jack Daniels yep. uh, sauces for um, at Lawn Slaw. Yeah, which their ribs were incredible. I had the burger. Yeah, the George had the burger. I had the ribs. The twelve-hour uh, pork shoulder burger. So good. Yeah, that but was that was good. The one thing that I take away is don't order the Jack Daniels cider. I, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the cocktails. Jack Daniels and cider sound something like. Yeah. 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 There's some some things you don't mix. No. It sounds like something that's made out of desperation when you're trying to make cocktails in your living room. Keith, why are you staring at me so curiously? Because I'm I'm thinking I did have some time ago a cider infused with some kind of whiskey esque bourbon type thing, and I quite liked it. I can't remember whose it was. I, th- I think I think it was a. Could it have been a Balmers? Could it have been a Magnus? I think it was a Magnus that had whiskey. It had Irish whiskey in it. That's quite nice. Scottish cider that does it in the whiskey barrels. Is that yeah, right? That I'm thinking of. Yeah, I can't think what the name of yeah. it is. It just seems to be this whole but phrase now of mixing mm, cider with yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. That, whatever that th- one is, it's Thistly good. Cross, I think Thistly Cross. That was what I was trying to think of. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Which is done in the whiskey barrels. I did have some toffee apple cider this week, which is quite nice. Just tastes like sweets. Brilliant. Yeah. No, alcoholic ginger beer is where it's at now. Yes, mm. definitely. Yeah. And yeah, like after that we were at um, Ginger uh, uh, Ninja's Noodle Shack. Yes. Our our, yes. Uh, our, our friend Mike's uh, new guy's new best friend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Guys in love with them. Yes. Guys. Yeah. I highly recommend you find them on Facebook because it was brilliant. Um, yeah. I hear rumor that at the next tasting there will be dumplings. At the Mockingbird, I assume. Uh, I don't know where the next one will be. The last one was at the Mockingbird, but it's yes. as yet the next location is as yet undisclosed. Yeah. So yeah. look for Ginger Ninja's Noodle Shack, noodle shack on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Get that out. Yeah. Could you say that three times fast? Ginger Ninja Noodle Shack. Ginger Ninja Noodle Shack. Ginger Ninja Noodle Shack. <laughs> no, <laughs> where is the answer to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you also would see a wrestler, yes, I believe, at the, the uh, Glee Club. Yeah, the uh, the legend that is Diamond Dallas Page, one of the. The, the mainstays from the, the old Monday Night Wars when it was WWE versus WCW in the ratings wars. Yeah. I mean, I've been following Dallas for quite a while anyway. By the way, I used to love him when, back when he was wrestling. Yeah, he's since launched his um, DDP Yoga Empire, which yeah. um, I'm on the program fully behind. It is a fantastic Or DPD app. Yoga, as I called it the other day, which yeah. is not the same thing at all. <laughs> that's it's not trying to get in a parcel. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, 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 that's when your yoga is delivered badly. <laughs> when you do a downward dog to drop the parcel off but no like I say it was really nice we're up in the uh, up in the studio of um, of the Glee Club so quite a small intimate venue there's maybe 50 people there and yeah just really good to hear you know, I was talking about like back in the day with guys like Ric Flair The Rock Triple H mm-hmm. so um, he came to wrestling quite late wasn't he 35 when he started yeah, yeah he, he didn't he, he'd, he'd been around the business as, as a manager and what have you for quite a few years, but he didn't start as an in ring performer until he was thirty five, and and then in the space of about I think it's about seven years something like that he he essentially three time world champion, WWE European champion, and this this past WrestleMania was inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. Not 
not a, not a shabby career then. No, well, like I said, I, I, one of my favourite stories that you told last night was about how he got started with DDP yoga, which was he blew out his back yeah, um, and went to three different spine specialists. They all told him, you've had a good run, but your career's over. You go back in the ring, you could be crippled for life. So he started off doing yoga, which up in, like, for the first... 35 years of his life he was that guy that you know would not be caught dead doing yoga which again I'm somewhat similar up until very recently hmm. um, I, can, I can't imagine the yoga craze has like hit Yorkshire like, no. and further north <laughs> yeah but you know you so start doing the yoga mixed yeah. it in with some calisthenics and also some of the rehab exercises and within three months he was back in the ring impressive yeah good for Mike, then. really good and equally it, it's one of those things you could see how much he believes in the product. You know, he's talking about when he was on Shark Tank and essentially, even though they didn't get a deal because they only offered 5% or something like that, yeah. um, they still made over a million dollars in six days. Not bad. Which, you know, not bad at all. Cool. Well, then, Mr. Halford, who have you been angry at this weekend? Everybody. But myself, mainly. Well, you've all been blogging, you know, that's out. My ass exploded, so I've had a good week, really, so... That's been my week. Um, anything, my week is more of a conundrum. I've got a conundrum for you. So this morning I had a homeless man ask me for change. and have any change. Is it acceptable to give a homeless person... I didn't, but I thought about it. Is it acceptable to give a homeless person a scratch card that you've won money on? Mm. I won a pound on it. So technically, you know, he could go and cash that in for a pound, or he could have chances of he could win more money. Oh. Is that acceptable? Or is it just kind of uh. like... Like look to a passerby, look like I'll be chucking rubbish on him. That is a bit. That is a conundrum. Yeah, because it's, it's one of the things. You know, technically, yes, you are giving him cash, but in a form of a voucher. Yeah. isn't that what currency basically is? Yeah, it's true. Like giving him a paper note, really. He just yeah goes into a shop that accepts that kind of money. Yeah. I think as long as you're taking the time to explain what you're doing and why you're doing it, and he's happy to accept it, then yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have time though, so he'd have to. He'd have to sort of use his own initiative. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, to be fair, if he'd given him a scratch card that you hadn't won money on, then it's a bit <laughs> of a <laughs> move. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, taking it in, like, you, well, I'm not sure if you're going to win on this. <laughs> <laughs> really wanted that sausage roll. <laughs> Anything um, else you've been up to? Not really. No. Just you guys live the glorious luxury lifestyle. I just sit around my house doing nothing. Any announcements that you've got coming up? Yeah, I'm pregnant. Um, and they proposed to me as well. Um, we're engaged. I meant something that I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you and Massey will be very happy together. <laughs> I meant something that you're supposed to be plugging with your spinning decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some more DJ sets coming up. So I've got like one on October the 14th, and then um, New Year's Eve. That's, that's looking ahead. Yeah, not that long away now. I saw my first Christmas advert this week. That's whoa, how bad whoa, it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. We've the, got to put a moratorium word, yes. on that word until at least Sixth December of, the 1st. 6th of November. No. 6th of November. The December the 1st. But Somebody that Dave has on Facebook has already put up their Christmas tree. Yes. What? There were what? photos of it. It's, it's, what? Right, it's, no, it's, it's not somebody I know. It's somebody I know who shared a photo of somebody who's uh, already okay. got their Christmas tree up. Either way, you mean it's somebody Facebook. you used to know now you're not going to speak to <laughs> ever, ever again. again. Yes, yeah. someone, uh, someone who needs beating with a bat. Is it people who eat turkey every day? Maybe, maybe. Perhaps you should beat them with that Christmas tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then lodge it somewhere. 
Oh no, I said the word. Oh, you forced me into it, but it was a descriptive word. <laughs> like that. Yes. So yeah. The, the tree. It's, it's on your mind now. You'll be going. The home. tree that shall not be named. Because we're all looking forward to Halloween more. Why aren't there Halloween crap in the shops? Oh. I'm very disappointed by this. Poundland always has an aisle of Halloween stuff. Yeah, that's Halloween garbage. It's rubbish. <laughs> want quality Halloween stuff? I want. Proper uh, I'm not sweets. having you shout and moan about the purveyor of our fine pound shop cosplay material. That's true. Oh. Why isn't there orange Charlie Dimmock weed suppressor? That would be good. <laughs> they get a Halloween theme, all of the ground force Just gear. take the fake town. <laughs> it's orange enough as it is. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, it's like we, we spotted when we were out in the States, there was um, a couple of these massive shops, probably about the size of the um, uh, some of the two, two three-story shops over here. Just full of discount Halloween stuff. And oh, this yeah, was yeah. yeah, this was in like mid August. Mm. They're they really time to stock up. They they really go for it out there. How was your week, Ryan? Oh, thank you, George. It's <laughs> one of you remembered to ask. I've had a very wait? busy week this week. So Monday, I went to the Square Pop Up Shop in Great Western Arcade in Birmingham, and I got to listen to the wonderful Gizzy Erskine, who's pioneer of the pop up restaurant scene. She's and she was also my really interesting talk. And our friend Laura uh, Craven from Fall to the Brum was doing a Q&A session so it's really good did Gizzy reveal how she gets her eyeliner like that that was what no. I wanted to know but she has some amazing back tattoos of like angel wings which oh, I didn't cool. realise until she like finished the talk and turned around and I was like my god those are awesome tattoos nice but she went from like a punk phase into a like she does like rockabilly 60s kind yeah. style now cool. very impressive then Tuesday I was also at the Jack Daniels thing and stuffing my face full of Andy Low and Slow mm-hmm. and oh. drinking Jack Daniels cider which was a regret yeah Side note, good luck to Andy at the, uh, the Street Food Awards, which I yes. believe are today. Today, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently he's taking... Yeah. yeah. Well, Jack Daniels actually built him a full-on sh- street food shed, so yeah. apparently he's, he's taken that with Nice. <laughs> well, why yeah, not? it's a really nice shed, yeah. That was that. Uh, we released a YouTube video. Did finally start doing something on the Geek Room website. I played Mantis Burn Racing's latest DLC. Nice. Which is Battle Cars, which basically put me in Death Race 2000. Nice. Which is good for. Yeah. And then turned up here. Oh, and I went to Cherry Reds as well, which is the best place in Birmingham to go for a drink. Yeah. Pretty much it. For those listening along at home, I've just walked inside an elevator hey. in a completely virtual city. So I'm now inside a lift. This is a very odd experience. I wonder if you can hear the wonderful music in the background there. So I'm just going up to the very top of this virtual building. So people who haven't tried VR before, it's ooh, it's a really different experience. So I'm here at the top of a rather tall building, put it that way, something about 20, 30 stories up. And I have a tiny little plank out in front of me, which the list just opened up to. So I'm now going to walk out onto the plank. Uh, you gotta, there, there's a... Yeah, oh. Ah, uh, I've got to put my feet on the plank. Now this is a very strange simulation. So oh, I'm trying not to fall off the plank here. You're doing a great job. Yep. Right, I'm now at the very edge of this plank. Okay. Next to about it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm about to fall off this plank <laughs> down about what is probably a good couple of thousand feet of height. <laughs> Now you've actually done a really great job yeah. of getting on the plank is 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Someone who's, who's afraid of heights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, who's not afraid of heights. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the amount of people that just yeah. don't want to get outside of an elevator, no. you, you, you have no hesitation. <laughs> so now like, you want to stand on one foot? Yep. Yeah. Oh. There, there, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's and, not great. Uh, now try stepping to the right, like a big step to the right. And that uh, sounds stupid, but <laughs> yeah. And then all right. shift your, all your weight. That's it. Whoa, 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 whoa. back on. <laughs> yeah, I've just fallen all the way down to the floor, and it's just gone. Yes, I you're don't think I'm alive anymore in the VR world. You're in I can hear angels. <laughs> yes. That was a bit of a, whoa. Uh, do I try to go back into the elevator? Yep. Uh, yep, back around again. Back inside. And should we and see what this? Uh, fire deck. Fire deck. Let's go with that one. That one probably sounds slightly more realistic. <laughs> more livable than the plank on the top of the building. Uh, yeah, this, this mission is not scary at all. Basically, when you yeah. look at your hands now, you have a hose. Yep. And no, that's oh. the rocket. <laughs> so, yeah. With yeah. the hose, you, you have to spray the fires yep. to them. Right, I'm um, seen to be behind. The... Yeah, uh, yeah, so with the, with, no, try flying. With, with the yeah. rocket, wherever you point it, you're going to fly there. Ah, I see. Now, now I'm back right, towards Superman. the lift. That's probably yeah. a bit more useful. That's it. Yeah. If you reach behind your shoulder with the hose. Yep. Uh, reach behind your shoulder with, with the hose. Yep. Oh. Over your shoulder. Yeah, just, just yep. over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I have two well. rockets. Did you press yeah. triggers? <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh. And now flying to the building opposite. Quite badly. I was never good at flying games when I was a kid. But I seem to have kind of survived here. Okay, so you're looking for oh. a, a I can smoke. Yeah, I can see smoke. You can turn around. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I can see another building just on fire over here. So I'm just going to fly over here. Avoid getting chopped up by the fan. And we've landed. Now you get your toes again over your shoulder. Yep. Yeah. Oop, that one. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So yeah, I can imagine this being a really cool Ghostbusters style game. Yep. And back over the folder. Oh, I can hear another fire alarm going off. Where are we? I can't see anywhere else. Oh, I can see the fire now. We're heading right over. Whoop. Ah, so we're on completely the wrong way, but it's a big fire, so I'm jetting over there now. Right, let's pop over to the hose again. Give it a quick spray. Cool. Alright, it's that fire's out. That's usually brave for a firefighter, but <laughs> do you reckon you can uh, fight off zombies? I can, I can probably do a few zombies, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll switch you to a okay. zombie shooter now. This is a really odd sensation because I can feel my feet are on the ground, but I'm just like flying all over the space here. That's really strange. And I'm right in the corner of the VR space. Moves on back down. So I'm here with the guys, Alex and Costantin. Uh, would you say you need a decent sized room for this kind of experience? Yeah, so with the HTC Vive, you need a, a minimum, for the room scale experience, you need a minimum of uh, two, 
Two meters by 1.5 meters. Two meters by yeah. 1.5 meters. You can also play games uh, just yes. stationary, yeah. but it's not as immersive. No, because I know the PlayStation VR, it's pretty much just a headset yeah. now with the PlayStation this 4 one is or the PS4. This one VR, so you, yeah. you do get to move around. And, uh, yeah. The more space you have, essentially, the better. Yeah, because yeah. I can say I'm really impressed by the way the HTC Vive controllers feel in the virtual reality world. I mean, at the moment, one's just turned into a gun in my hand, the other one's telling me how to move, how to switch to a sword. Alright, so yeah. you're going to see a button that says Game Start uh, somewhere around you. Yeah. That'll be that one there, yeah. yeah. So I'm about to go into the world of zombies. I apologise now in advance if I shriek like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine these zombies are going to move pretty quick. Yeah, oh, so that's... You have a stone-off shotgun in each hand. Yes. Um, you shoot with the triggers, no surprises there. Yep, um, and I can hear somebody you, walking towards me. You reload, no, not just yet. Uh, yep. They give you a bit of time to, to get used to the controls. To describe where I am... I'm currently looking at a very bloody doorway with a with a torch and two sawed off shotguns in my hand and I'm just about to go through this doorway and I really don't like the noises that things are making inside it. <laughs> yep. And there's a zombie on the floor and I'm stuck in and I've just killed it off. And this looks like it's a lift actually. Rather than a no, it's not a lift, but there's a zombie on the floor which I've killed. So I'm assuming I need to go back out this yeah. doorway. So I need to turn back around now because I'm going in the wrong way to the door floor steps. Uh, this is pretty much a deserted building I'm walking around in which is half collapsed and on fire. And I can see red lights moving around in the background which I can't tell if it's me or zombies. Oh, I see movement. Yeah. Oh, and there's something running right forward. Yep, so I have quite ugly zombies right running towards me. And I'm going by the old rule of just firing everything I have and reloading. Served me well in Resident Evil, and this is really weird. So it's like, I'm assuming this is a Japanese style company? Yeah. Because we've got salarymen. Wondrous. Zombie apocalypse in uh, the metro station, the subway. Ah, right. So that's where you are. Yep. And I'm going by the old rule of don't let anything get near you by shooting it to death quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the heads do pop off quick, Will. <laughs> but, ooh, so I'm going into the lit hallway here. And what the is so that? Sure you're checking the back here. Okay? Yeah. Yep. Check your back. Yep. Oh. Yep. No. I'm going forwards, not backwards. Behind you. Behind you. Yep. Oh. Got him. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm dead. <laughs> yep. That yeah, was that, it. That part of the game is the most difficult because you're trapped in that yeah. hallway. And it covers from all sides. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it, you, you do want to look behind you and uh, yeah. follow it all sounds. And so that's the weird thing with VR, if people aren't used to it, is you're not looking forward anymore. People are used to just having Perception. your small square of screen. Now you're in a 360 exactly. environment. Yeah. It's like you forget that you have to look behind you in a traditional game, but this is such an immersive experience. It's a really good different feeling to it. So where do you think the future of VR is going to head towards? I mean, the graphics are nearly um, there, I'd say. I'd say they're about PlayStation 3, I, 2 to 3 level. Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, I think at the moment um, the, the graphics and uh, the, the technical, the hardware part of the, of the experience mm -hmm. is on par with what is, what is expected, but I think people are still, still not ready for VR. They still yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah. So I think... In fact, uh, graphics-wise and uh, hardware-wise, yeah, it's going to come. It's going to take time. The reality thing is is speeding before yeah. the people, before the customers. Yeah, and this is something we talked about last year at EGX with a couple of developers. Many of the bigger developers haven't got their teeth sunk into VR at the moment. It's more the indie field are leading VR. Yeah, exactly. So oh, oh, I'm now in space, looking at the moon. So Put your headphones yep. <laughs> So I'm basically just stood in space listening to, to a very cool voiceover with the sun, the moon, and the earth right in front of me. So I'm looking at the earth now. This feels really weird. It feels like I should be standing in a spacesuit somewhere. Oh! And the title of this movie, if you want to look at it yourself on your own home VR rig, is Invasion. Seems to be a bit War of the Worldsy. Oh, something's looming in the background because we can hear engines. Ah, that's be the giant spaceship that's right behind me, which is heading towards Earth. So it's a really cool way of having a movie in 360 kind of feel. Because you wouldn't expect to be able to turn around in a big screen I mean I can imagine this is going to be revolutionary for the world of home cinema when people have these kind of heads rigs at home so I'm now just stood in the middle of a frozen lake with what sounds like somebody throwing things at me I'm just going to turn around it's snowy I have giant I actually look a bit like Baymax I'm assuming I'm supposed to be a snowman there's something to find you yeah. Oh. oh, there's an eagle trying to catch a rabbit. You're also a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, you're ah, now I get it. <laughs> He's having a good sniff to make sure that I'm... I know what I'm... Sounds like something is under the ice. Oh, no, it's not. It's a spaceship coming to say hello. Now this is a really weird experience I'm looking at. This is like the world's biggest IMAX screen stuck to your face. I mean, I'm really impressed by the sound on this HTC Vive headset. I and mean, it's just little flip down headphones, but they are really immersive. Uh, and now our portal's open and the other bunny rabbit seems to be there. Shocked and awed. 
<laughs> and two little cute aliens have just popped out of the spaceship. The spaceship itself seems alive because it's got a big wobbly eye stuck to the front of it. And looks like the eagle's about to come in and swoop. Nope, the eagle is not allowed to swoop. The eagle has been popped. The other bunny rabbit right behind me seems to be very... Oh! Very smart bunny rabbit. Bye-bye. I think people are used to having 70 years of being sat in a chair watching exactly. the screen rather than being involved. Yeah. And you're in so- and this is the great thing about VR is you're involved, you're part of it. Yeah. It's fully immersive. I mean, I can't wait for the day we get stuff like haptic gloves yeah. so you can touch and feel and sense yeah, inside. Yeah. And that's, I think, going to be the next big revolution. Yeah, but yeah. I, think, I think things will happen really quickly, uh, especially once uh, Apple goes into uh, VR yeah. more actively. And I think... You know the transition from the from the normal button uh, cell phone to a touch screen. Yeah. I think this is going to be what it will be like from normal from normal movies into yeah. VR. And this is the other thing. I mean, even Google are getting involved in this now with any Dreamscape headset, which yeah. goes along with the Pixel. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, the technology revolution's been pretty much led by gamers the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. So we've gone from something like uh, the ColecoVision, Magnavox yeah. Odyssey, all the way up to stuff like the PlayStation. Uh, VR headset that we talked about, Steam being a revolutionary for the PC gaming industry, where you can download, and we got EA involved with Origin, and even Microsoft are cashing up with Project Scorpio now. Yeah. And they they heavily invest into the Kinect, and I think they'll bring that back with yeah. more with VR, especially with the Lightroom project they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. I mean, and I think um, I think VR has it still has a lot to go, but I think that future is looking optimistic i think i think there'll be a huge shift towards this once once more people start experiencing it because what we find at the moment is people people really don't know what it is unless they experience it it's very hard to explain to a person what vr actually is unless they 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 do try it yeah i mean it's something that we've tried to describe on radio a couple of times and unless you come down to a place like this and experience it yeah, you, you will never get that sensation yourself. It it is pretty much you're dropped, taken outside the real world, and placed in this entire virtual reality in your. In I think I think people just cannot grasp the idea of how immersive things can yeah. be. So so they think uh, you know 3D TVs. You know, I think that, that's what yeah. they perceive as the most immersive thing they they, they yeah. could get to, but. Uh, no, they're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I remember back in the 90s when you had the first round of VR, so you had the Game Boy VR headset, yeah. the Virtual yeah. Boy that came out, which was red lasers, and then you had movies so such as like Lawnmower Man coming out at that time, and that's probably where most people's heads are with VR. It's like you're stuck inside this big cage yeah. with a massive headset on and you can't feel or touch anything and around we, you. We do get the people that come and say, you know, this is our experience of VR yeah. and then they wonder, you know, is it going to be any different now? Would, would I get yeah. motion sickness or I mean, yeah. how was the frame rate like? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's the other thing, it's now in the hands of, as you said, consumers, high-end consumers and people like yourself so you can bring this audience experience out. To yeah. But I think it, it's the, the biggest uh, burden it would be for, for companies like HTC and yeah. Google and just just bringing it to mass market and yeah. once people start finding out and 
word of mouth gets spread yeah. and then things will, will work out it could be really interesting to see like a live action movie something like the Avengers if they made a short film yeah. just for the VR market yeah. I think that would get people really interested as you said we just saw that animation that animation was really cool but I can imagine that's much more easy to film rather than doing something with a live 360 cam yeah. oh yeah um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, uh, I know sports quite um, quite a lot of extreme sports are going into three sixty a lot now, especially yeah. with like snowboarders, skateboarders. Slap a three hundred and sixty headset on and get skating or boarding, and then you can get people to go along the ride with you. Yeah, but th- this this also brings the difficulty with shooting in three hundred and sixty and and yeah. creating content for for VR because I mean Hollywood at the moment is is. is Still staying back and, yeah. and just taking a look at what's going to happen. And uh, as I said, like indie producer, producers, this is this is what the industry is at the moment. Yeah, this is the current state, and it's a lot of money. I think it's involved into shooting a, a film in in yeah. 360. So. Well, you can't have your traditional cameraman anymore with any 360 movie. Yeah. So everybody's used to the film set where you get a giant screen and you throw everything in front of the camera, and they can hide your sound producer, your director, hundreds of hundreds of people that you'll have on a full Hollywood movie set, they're all in behind the camera and you can't get away with that, you said in 360. Yeah. And especially with live news reporting, which I think is going to be a really good place. But if you're dropped into a war zone with a 360 camera in your head, you can't control what's going on behind you, you can't see yeah. anything. But uh, you know, I, I think, um, I, I watched, um, I think National Geographic are doing some pretty interesting things with 360. They, um, there was a, a fire, um, a, like report um, yeah. and, they, and they just the way they place the cameras and, and the information they give you with, with the cameras is really yeah. impressive so even if it's not um, live action with the camera moving it could be just staying right next to the fire and, and mm-hmm. a text even explaining yeah. I think uh, yeah and, and that's another thing uh, which we've touched on there is augmented reality so you can have your live video but you can have your information in it you can have a twitter feed you can have your facebook buttons built into the screen around yeah. you and you can interact Whilst being part of this footage, or three D three sixty image, yeah, yeah the, just. Uh, but that's where things are headed. That's where things yeah. are headed. And, um, but as as I said, it's it's still some time. And I know that IMAX, for example, are, are yeah. heavily investing into. Uh, I, I think it was uh, Star VR headset yeah. that uh, it's it's supposedly going to have four K resolution uh, inside yeah. the, the, the displays. But you know. IMAX uh, yeah. <laughs> just well I've been to quite a few of the 4DX showing at Cineworld and that's a quick different experience so you sat in the chair and the chair moves around you get water sprayed in your face you get steam coming down you've got lightning going yeah. on in the background but combining that with a VR headset would probably make a lot of people uncomfortable the first time <laughs> they watched it but when they were experiencing it the second time I think it's yeah. it like as I said I'm not a VR Virgin here today. I have tried a few VR things before, but this is the first time I've had enough space to feel like I'm properly part of the world because it's always been a sat down experience, yeah. Or it's something where you have very limited movement backwards and forwards. Or as you said with the PlayStation VR, it's just a headset and you've got the PlayStation controller or the move controllers, and most of it is expected you'll be sat down on a sofa interacting in it, that method. It is, it is amazing, yes. And uh, my question here is why is it just HTC mainly? Yeah. pushing that boundary I mean what is going I mean uh, yeah with Oculus um, having a bit of a crash with, with Facebook yeah. and, uh, and, and all that I mean, I mean why it feels a bit like Facebook's bought it and then haven't worked out what they actually need to do with it yeah 
So hopefully they'll have a clearer vision. Of, yeah. I mean, they, you can see all of the headsets have now gone down by what, a 20, 20% discount. Yeah. So there is something cooking there. Something is something big is, is coming. Yeah. I mean, and as, said, um, as soon as these AAA developers get on board, I think you'll get a lot more investment. It'll be, yeah, it'll be an interesting yeah. uh, finish of this year with uh, Resident Evil coming in for, uh, yep. for uh, VR for for, yeah. for HTC. Super excited about Doom uh, yeah. and also like uh, Skyrim. You know, it's so, yeah. so far it's been super exciting because pretty much everyone knows about VR as much as everyone else. So uh, even small game developers yeah. can, re- can have a real chance at making something great. And, and so it's at, at this very early stage where everyone tries different things and everyone yeah. goes different directions in a couple of years everyone will know what the main avenues yeah. are worth pursuing limitations are on so a lot of uh, game creating studios even even if they're small they really have the potential yeah. to, to burst the bubble and show yeah. their face to, to, to the, uh, yeah. to the to so stage that's the reason that, um, the graphics right now, you know, just small game developers, they, they can't make yes. super impressive graphics. They can't have a team of 40, 50 Exactly, people exactly. Like, but yeah, when, and when the big names come in, you know, the, the BVM more competition, and, yeah. and then people will see the true potential with amazing graphics. Yeah. So that, that would push. I, mean, I could imagine like a World of Warcraft experience in that kind of yeah. world. Oh, yeah. Getting dropped into this giant MMORPG and being able to interact with people. It'll be, it'll be just amazing. It's like, Exciting yeah. to, to see where things will, will get, but but it's not just not just gaming. I mean, essentially, the potential for this into the medical sphere, into yeah. uh, even even in the military. I mean, it, we know that the forefront for yeah. VR is also like in the military. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's seen um, Avengers: Civil War at the very start, when you've got Robert Downey Jr. in this recreation of his childhood, yeah, and his complete VR headset, and he just takes off the pair of glasses, and then he walks out on the stage, and he's back in the real world. I mean, that's where I can see the technology going to. It's, it could be a brilliant technology for things like that, or crime scene investigation. Yeah, you can drop drop a little drone in there, send it in, make a three D map of an environment, and then just pan that back to a CSR and investigate, uh, and then they can fly in zoom and it could be places yeah, that they yeah, haven't seen yeah. but it's it's an amazing technology and as I said it's great to have this kind of space here which you, you've got a, a good sized play area here which people won't have at home I mean I think VR's mainly targeted to the American market at the moment where they yeah. have giant living rooms and yeah, 600 yeah. yards between the TV and the sofa but for British people we haven't got this kind of space at home I, I live in a flat myself so I would know no way in hell would I get this kind of experience at home? I mean, is this why you've decided to bring this to the Custard Factory? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, the Custard Factory actually uh, was, was a great decision for us because people that come here, they, they come for uh, leisurely activities. They all, yeah. This is already on their mind. Yeah. Um, and, and especially with Custard Factory now um, being um, uh, purchased uh, recently and yeah. uh, be, being... You know, a lot of investment coming re- through, yeah, yeah, redeveloped and, and everything. I mean, I think this is going to be the place to go, uh, not that it's not now, I mean, thinking yeah. about this is the uh, innovation quarter. Yeah. Um, so, more and more people becoming, more and more people be finding out about this yeah. place. And, uh, and it's, um, re- it's really interesting that, like, there's a, it feels like there's a concentration of businesses that are going in, in, in this pursuit within the Custer factory. So, for example, just around the corner, 
there is a, a game developer called Holosphere. Yeah. So, uh, well, they're not just a game developer. They're they're doing um, commercial projects. Yeah, commercial projects. Yeah. But it, it just yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Codemasters. Are yeah, Codemasters just just, they yeah. just released Formula One. It was, yeah. it was great. They have their party in, in next door. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, to be honest, it's so humbling to be in the same building with these guys. It's yeah. just and and knowing that you know. In the evening, when, when we were leaving our studio, uh, so that we see that their windows are still on, uh, so it's like, oh yeah, they're definitely doing something on there. Probably they have probably kicking up the next fifteen times <laughs> as many headsets as we have, and uh, you know, just some creative juices. Everyone's like, pushing now. Everyone's pushing yeah, to release the. Definitely. I can imagine that a F one VR game that would be insane because you get people who really want this experience of. Becoming an F1 driver, so you can imagine them having a rig at home, dropping yeah, the yeah. headset, and they're there. But you know, their their game Dirt, uh, which came out a couple of months ago for yeah. um, for the Rift, um, I think they're making it available for the other uh, platforms as well. But the thing with with uh, racing sims is you you do need like for, for proper experience, you do need a, you know the frame, so it is yeah. a bit more of an investment. However, having said that. It's interesting how VR can actually cut down your costs for a proper experience because, you know, even even before when you wanted to have a really good racing experience, you still needed a frame. But then you mounted about three screens. Yeah, or a giant projector or something. Now you just yeah. need the headset, which, you know, yeah. three screens, decent ones. So let's say four or five hundred pounds a screen. That's about a grand yeah. and a half for screens. But here with the headset... You're looking at five hundred pounds. Yeah, so, so all that money you can say you can invest in the exactly, technology. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you can have the VR headset and the frame at the same money that you just have the for the screen. The screen. Yeah, and it's more immersive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, being able to look and see whatever you want to see in in the game. I think mm-hmm. you couldn't do that with uh, with three screens. But yeah. But the the thing with with uh, racing sims right now is um, that most of the time, you know, when, when you're driving a car, when you're racing, even uh, you're mostly looking forward. So the, the, the on-screen resolution um, is about 2K. Um, yep. So it, it's still, I think, when the screens get even a better resolution, let's say 4K or 8K, yeah. then because now when you put it on, you still do see the pixelization because you're mostly looking forward. With the other games, you know, not, not racing, but uh, shooters and stuff like that. When you're constantly looking around, you can't really focus on one point and see the the pixels. Yeah. But uh, with racing, it seems yeah, it's still looking at that line. Yeah, yeah it still has some. So, so, so a lot of people say, uh, kind of. Uh, I mean, what's the purpose in having this for VR if you're yeah. mainly looking forward? Yeah. But then again, if but you're driving like, a car, where, where are you where yeah. are you going to look? Still, that imagine you still got that have that real world behind yeah. you. And said with the headset on the HTC Vive, the speakers are really good on that. So it's, I pretty much couldn't hear much noise around. When, when both headphones yeah the, the good thing with these headphones as you mentioned is uh, this is actually a recent um, a product from, from HTC because they, they released the, the Vive without it yeah. and, and people are asking why does the Oculus have uh, the built um, built in headphones yeah. yeah and so about two and a half uh, months ago they, they released it but they, they also had quite a big bit of a backlog for the product yeah. so a lot of, of problems with HTC <laughs> and, and planning with, yeah. uh, with their products but essentially, yeah, the product, the product is really good. I mean, you do get the directional audio, so this is the complete, yeah. at the moment, VR experience. So you yeah. can hear where I mean, the sounds. It's great for me. I have terrible eyesight. So being able to put on a headset without having to wear my glasses, which is what I have to do if yeah. I try the PlayStation VR or try the Oculus, it's the same kind of thing. You still want to have your glasses yeah. because the near-field focus isn't there. 
with the volume, as you said, you can adjust it to compensate for that. Quality. Yeah, unless you're really uh, short-sighted, right? Yeah. So, so if you can't really read very well without yeah. glasses, then you might have some difficulties. But in most cases, people really don't need glasses. Yeah, but the headset is big enough to take uh, big, even big frames. Uh, so yeah. we've had a couple of customers that said, I, I would prefer to have my glasses on. It still yeah. takes it, yeah. Yeah, so you can still wear glasses yeah, and you can choose to. Yeah. I mean, half the fun which we've ignored so far with VR is watching your friends play it. <laughs> Especially in a space like this where yeah, you can just yeah. watch them wandering around in a circle whilst they're freaking out, shooting zombies or standing on a plank. Or... And, this is, and this is what, um, again, a lot of people say VR is uh, antisocial. Uh, it, yeah. is, it is kind of um, sticking to, to your own... Uh, but it's yeah. not this. I don't think it is. Uh, because... A lot of the enjoyment into uh, gaming comes also from watching other pe- people yeah. play. I mean, think right. about... Think the most about, popular videos on YouTube are watching other people play yeah. video games. Yeah. How would PewDiePie become yeah. PewDiePie <laughs> unless people really liked uh, watching how he played? But, yeah, people do enjoy watching other people, and especially with the scary bit. Yeah. You know, when, when people start screaming, that, that's when things get really... There is something really interesting to, to be said about social, um, because th- we have... It's not a game, it's a platform. It's called Rec Room. Yeah. So I think VR really is more social than normal computer gaming because when I tried the Rec Room the first time, basically it's, it's like you see the avatars of other people and you see... A bit like PlayStation Home, but yeah. in VR. But. And, you know, a lot of people are mean on, on the internet and, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can, you can chat crap to, to yeah. each other because you don't really see a person from you. Now, no. when you see... You know somebody else, and you, you can tell. Oh, that there's an actual person there. You know, uh, I can see their movements. Yeah, uh, I can even see their mouth moving on, on their avatar. And that, you know, I'm not a mean person online, but uh, I thought and, and nobody was mean on there. You know, people just giving high fives and playing games and having and fun. asking where you are from. You know, yeah, we spoke yeah. to people from the Netherlands and uh, America. You know, it's um, this is a great revolution. I can see, as we said earlier, with MMORPGs, if you can become your avatar yeah. in this virtual world. You can now. Uh, there's a there's a, a company called uh, uh, Backface Studios. Back, oh, yeah, yeah, just, Backface. Yeah, they they are doing this already. I mean, yeah. Did you get your? Uh, yeah, I've got a little three D scanning. Yeah, same here. It's really awesome. Yeah, and, and again, they're in Paisley Studios, which is uh, part of the Custer Factory. Yeah. So it's, it's a concentration of yeah, and it's just amazing, man. You know, the the guy who one of the owners of, of Backface, he showed us an app he made. Um, a small game with his nephew actually being the main character. Yeah. So you see that, that little boy and that, that's amazing. And this is another thing, it's going to 3D mapping and things like that in the VR environment. This is going to save companies thousands upon thousands on digital oh, yeah. crazy because you can just scan it and you're in. Yeah, yeah. You just put a wireframe underneath it and you're away. I mean, yeah, I mean, the other day we played the raw data in, uh, in multiplayer and, and although it was... You know, just seeing the character, but yeah. you know, moving and actually making the character move was just amazing. You know, yeah. it's it's not just the avatar, but the, the entire yeah. body of the of the. And I think that's what Microsoft sold Connect on in the first time in their first version yeah. was that you'd be in the game. Yeah, and yeah. I think they're getting there slowly with Lightroom and things like that. They're starting to work, but I can see Connect VR, few things like that in the future. We've got this confluence of technology here now, and it seems like this will be the next revolution. Precisely. Where the TV will disappear and the people will have instead of VR headsets at home. Yeah. But then again, you need a way to track these headsets because if you yeah. think about 
the way that HTC has done it with the lighthouses. Yeah. This is this is amazing, but what about playing a shooter game uh, just outside yeah. in the courtyard? <laughs> that that's still but an you obstacle. You could do that with autonomous drones. I mean, you've got a few drone companies out there now where you can set them to hover at a certain distance. Yeah. So if you combine that with that lightbox technology, there you are wandering around in the field with yeah. your four sensors around you. Or or uh, companies like uh, Star Tracker VR, yeah. uh, they they do um, they put like a mesh on top of you or on yeah. top of the space and they put little trackers that yeah. wherever you're moving then they, they track like you like the holodeck that we see yeah. next yeah. generation I, I heard um, about this second generation of the um, HTC Vive uh, trackers which basically each one of them has um, it, its own ID and they're not they're not communicating between each other but um, they're basically you can you can line them up uh, so one, it becomes one a map. Ad, yeah so it, it becomes like if you they, still each one can cover an area of like uh, four by four meters, but if you map them behind each other, then you can have four by twenty meters, and yeah. obviously it's a matter of well, how expensive is each one? <laughs> but it will, yeah. it will become more uh, you know easier and less expensive to, to have this this technology right now. The HTC Vive trackers for for you know to, to put on your shoes and whatnot. They're still quite expensive, but it is exactly where it's going. It's and they still haven't come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. They've they, they announced them, and you can see them. Some people have have yeah. access, which is really nice, but um, it's not yet for the general public. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is definitely more and more haptics and wearables where you'll be able to see more of your body. That's the thing. Yeah. With, with some of the games, you know, where you can only see the controllers. I always thought, how difficult is it to just attach some kind of an arm <laughs> and the game just guesses what kind of a yeah. you're doing? And that looks more realistic. Some right? games do have it, and yeah. this is a big advantage, like Rodan. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, um, a film that's coming out soon, we've got Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. That's pretty much that generation of technology where you're talking about. Yes. You have to put the suit on, put the headset on, and you're away. And then you're in. And from what I heard, is this, uh, parts of it was actually shot here. Yeah, in, in yeah just around the corner yeah. at the jewelry quarter. Yeah. And there's some down here in Digworth, actually. So <laughs> keep your eyes out on that if you can spot a bit of Birmingham there. Uh, been absolutely fantastic to chat with you both. We'll have to come back again soon. Yeah. Uh, where can we find your information if you want to come down and try this experience yourself? So um, the best thing to, to do is uh, if you go on our website, uh, it's www.matrixvirtualreality.co.uk yep. and, and you can uh, book a slot there. So there's a calendar booking system so you can take a look of what slots are available. Yeah. So there isn't any waiting uh, as do it does sometimes get a bit busy. Yeah. And just it's, to, just it just makes second. it easier for everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are on, uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, mainly mm-hmm. we are creating our Instagram page as well. Yeah. So we are um, uh, Matrix underscore VR on Twitter and uh, Matrix Virtual Reality on Facebook. So people can follow us. We do post some uh, interesting stuff like news uh, regarding yeah. and, uh, and so also... So you want to keep to stay on VR. Yeah, yeah. It will be, be the place to uh, the people to follow. Yeah. It's uh, been a great pleasure to have you here. Yep, great. Thank, Thank you very, very much, much for my VR experience. I'll remember that always. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So we're here at ICE and we've got the amazing Richard M from Scout Comics. Welcome to Geek Program. How are you doing? Hello. Good to yeah, yeah, meet you guys and thanks for having me talk to you guys as well. Thank yeah. you. Brilliant. So you're here with a very special comic today. 
Yes, obviously I'm, I'm doing Cyberspecs, which is my book I created about two and a half years ago. Yeah. Obviously Scout have sort of said, yeah, we can book, publish it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of launched it here today, although it's officially been launched at New York Comic Con, because obviously it's uh, the home of Scout Comics, we're based in New York. Yes. And um, yeah, so I thought I'd bring it along today. Hopefully people enjoy it, which is yes. yeah, my own creation. I've written stuff in the past before. I just enjoy the whole process and working with artists and... Yeah, talking to people about you know comics in general. Yeah, I mean it's nice having Ice Twenty Seventeen. Exactly. So yeah, we, we put it on there for make it special and make it yeah a bit of an event thing as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Scout Comics. Do you want to give us a rundown of? Yeah, sure. Scout going? Comics was originally Arden Entertainment, which was myself and Brendan Neen, who mm-hmm. uh, we met God ten years ago yeah. uh, through the Weinstein Company that we worked for then. Uh, we kind of hit off straight away with our love of comics and John Byrne X Men and yeah and. Um, it was about a couple of years later where I kind of left a publishing company and I wanted to get back into it. I said, look, I've kind of got the rights from Flash Gordon to do a re- rehash of it. Mm-hmm. I said, do you want to write? Because no, Brennan's a, a good writer. He's been writing the Night Group series for yeah. Marvel, which has done phenomenally well yeah. in the States. And um, he said, yeah, sure. So we put this premise together. We said to Kingfinger Syndicate. They loved it. They thought this was the greatest thing in the world. And at that time, we are looking for artists. And then Paul yeah. Green, the guy who did the cover for this Cyberspectre, yeah. he basically come along at the right time. And we hit the ground running with Flash Gordon. I think the first issue hit, yeah, 15,000 print run. And we kept it going, kept it going for about three volumes. Yeah. Uh, the second two volumes were like uh, graphic novels. Whereas the first series was a, a six-issue run. Yeah. And, and it's nice well. to have a great character like Flash Gordon oh, back in the stalls And we well. hit the right time with, with the 70th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did like a special hardcover for that. And um, yeah, it was really good. And sort of the love of comics, we sort of kept it going. We had some other bits and pieces that came out. Uh, and we sort of, I got quite ill a few years ago. Yeah. And we sort of decided to take a, a back step. So it was kind of spike for just myself and Brendan putting all this yeah. stuff together every month. And um, Brendan said, look, yeah, we'll redevelop the company, we'll call it Scout Comics, um, we'll get some publishers in, we'll get some editors in, we'll get some real people to help us. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, we published Edge Guild, mm-hmm. which was a, um, the first book out from Scout, and uh, straight away hit the ground running with it, because it's now been options of a TV show. I don't know when it's going to be aired or when it's going to come out, but it's, it's really exciting stuff for Scout. Yeah. And yeah, so I hit the ground running with that, and we did Gearing, which is like the, the sci fi book, mm-hmm. which has got beautiful bit of artwork in as well. Linton. Keith was definitely looking at one to Yeah, oh, it's lovely. And obviously that's been looked at as a, like an animated series as well. So, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, we sort of, um, the last couple of years of Scout has been phenomenally well. There's some real sell-out successes. We've gone back to second print, which is unusual for a, a small yeah. press company like us. And it's beautiful quality as well. No, that thank you've got you. here. Yeah, so the, the Cyberspace we printed in the UK. Yeah. But the rest of the stuff we usually print in Canada. Okay. Um, so it ships straight to Diamond Comics, yeah. which is a lot easier for us. Yeah. But the special issues we do in the UK, because at the moment with the dollar being you know, quite weak against the pound, mm-hmm. um, it's quite a good price easier to, to do it in the UK. Way, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's us really in a nutshell. But uh, yeah, the next sort of coming months are pretty good for. Scale. So there's some new books coming out. Um, some big creators like um, Jim Kruger's doing something who did Earthlings with Marvel. Yeah. So exciting times ahead. Yeah, and it's great to see somebody from the indie scene pushing through. Right. Got to do it. The, I mean, our, our sales in the USA are phenomenal. They're really good. UK market really don't know much about Scale, and it's yeah. I'm going out there now and sort of saying like, this is what we do. This is mm-hmm. what we're trying to, to achieve. Um, and also talking to you know, new creators around the country, spoken to a few artists around here. Yeah, and like to... having a convention to get these people exactly. together into the same room. And it's, it's sort of a, a weird one. You go to most convention states and they're you know, big back issue dealers. This is quite a small press. There's a few yeah. back issue dealers, there's a lot of artists here. And it's good to see that nice mixture of, of uh, people at these shows. And, and if people need to what 
where to find Scout Comics online? Yeah, we're yeah, www.scoutcomics.com. Uh, we've got an online shop there, so you can buy from the shop there. Don't actually send to the UK at the moment, but obviously, they're, but we're trying to sell that as well to get much yeah. in the UK. And then we've got all the new news and gossip on there. But really, I think if you, if you go to the Facebook page, which is Scout Comics on Facebook, Facebook yep. you'll get all the new things that come out a lot quicker. Um, obviously, we've got new posts and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, that's probably the best way to but we've got a website, check it out. Brilliant, thanks very much. Thanks, man. Brilliant. Enjoy the rest of your show. Cheers. Thank you. Hi, I'm Mike Carey, a former writer on X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Lucifer, The Unwritten and Hellblazer, and you're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. We are with the amazing, stunning, beautiful Mr. Freddie E. Williams. <laughs> I like the beautiful part. Thank you very much for joining us here on Geeky Brummy. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. And how are you enjoying the first time in the UK? Um, it's wonderful. This is, they're, they're treating, treating both me and my wife, who's standing here off camera, uh, both very well, and uh, we're, really, <laughs> we're both uh, enjoying it, we're having a good time. Bit of a different convention experience compared to the U.S. version? Like we do most of our shows, of course, in the U.S., the type of audience or the crowd that I get, or yeah. have been getting here at this one, uh, which is in Birmingham, has been much more um, like fan-oriented, which is uh, very much more up my alley, that's like sort of where my mind is or where my own is. So uh, it's more like signing a stack of comics from somebody's personal collection and you can tell yeah. because like the corners are dog-eared. Nobody's worried about like the, the whiting uh, next to the staples where it goes <laughs> to the spine and stuff. Um, yeah. and, and although I'm happy if anybody picks up the books, collectors or not, but I'm one of the people who all my personal comics are all beat up and everything. And so um, that's what I've had here. And that, that there's a bit of a contrast there. Yeah. I like it. It feels very home at home here, even though I'm so far away. And that is the joy of comics. Uh, they're there as a tactile item. They're there to be read, get enjoyed, and get involved into the story. I mean, I understand people who have that mint copy of collections. That's why I always say you should buy two. One to read and one to keep. <laughs> I mean, every... Every publisher on the planet would love for people to do that. Buy two copies of every book they ever pick up. And one, for that one for the long box, one yes. for the... And, and you've done some amazing work doing crossover comics, so He-Man, Thundercats, Batman, Turtles. Is that something really fun to do? Because you get to mix with the characters a little oh, bit yeah. more? It's, it's like getting paid to have three of my loves all mixed in into one, which is drawing comics. That's all I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. And then, you know, the eight-year-old version of myself always played with, you know, He-Man and the Thundercats together. Yeah. And then, like, the 12 or 13-year-old version of myself was so interested in, like, the 89 uh, uh, Tim Batman. And yeah. that was around the same time I got into the Turtles. So getting to mix those together for a living is, like, I'm, I'm totally super lucky. Yeah. Like, there's so many artists who would do a great job on these things and um, who, who would work as, as hard and do you know, yeah. as many hours and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm just really lucky that I was in the right place at the right time for both of these projects yeah. back to back. Uh, and what would be your ultimate combo? I mean, I, I guess combining almost all the, the company or the, the IPs, the intellectual properties, all together that I grew up with. So that would be like the traditional classic G.I. Joe, yeah. Generation 1 Transformers, yeah. He-Man, Thundercats, Silverhawks. Um, Just like how a big Royale Rumble style. Yeah, it would be, I mean, I don't, it, it would need like, 50 issues or something to really to really give it the type of scope or screen time each mm-hmm. character or character group or something um, and I would be happy to draw all 50 of those <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant thank you for joining us today uh, where can we find more information about you online uh, yes um, I have a website which is freddyart.com 
and then um, on most of my social media, it's Freddie Art as well. So that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, my YouTube as well, which I have. Uh, if any of you out there are interested in you know, learning some of the basics of, uh, you know, like seeing a Q&A series of videos about yeah. how to break into the industry or the type of materials we use and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my YouTube channel, which is Freddie Art, yeah. uh, has a bunch of those videos as well. So just Freddie Art or FreddieArt.com is the place to get more. And you're drawing such a beautiful Luke Skywalker here. Thank you. For the Last Jedi Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. The, the more solemn, we were joking that I had to make his eyes as triangular as possible <laughs> to convey uh, seriousness and sadness and intensity yes. all at once. So I kept going like this, like what I was describing. Like, you want his eyes like this, right? Like, super serious. So hopefully that's, uh, hopefully it's serious enough. Yeah, that, it's that's an absolute beauty. It's got the L'Oreal hair. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll leave you to it. And awesome. thanks very much and enjoy the rest of the time in the UK. Thank you. And that was Ollis. Good fun, wasn't it, Mr. Bloomfield? Was it as cold as ice? It wasn't actually quite initially air conditioned in the room. Yeah. It was cool. Yes, it was cool in the in the way that it was cool. Yeah, it's a great show. Mm. I like it particularly yeah. because it is very much about comics. Yes, you know, purely there's, comics. There's, there's, there's no superfluous somebody who was once dressed as an Ewok or something in there. Uh, it's all it's all about those those creators that were making stuff and b- but mixed in with all the big international names as well, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. I mean, a hats off to Shane for the people who brought. It. I mean, Dan Slott is a legend in the comic book industry. What, for for the non comic book fans, what does he do? Dan Slott is, is currently writing Amazing Spider Man. He's been writing Spider Man for years. Yeah, he's yeah. Done, he did some great work with um, Silver Surfer and stuff as well. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah. So, what was your highlight of the show, Keith? Oh gosh, sounds highlight like, sounds like the air conditioner. <laughs> uh, was picking up uh, a complete run of Micronauts and New Voyages off uh, one of the stores that was there. But I waited off, until the end of the show. Well, I think Mr. Was, Ian Edgington. I think it was Ian's store. Yes. Yeah, which was really good. But I kind of I went in, saw it. They were a pound each. We went around, did some stuff, came back later, and it was half price. So I managed to score a whole lot for a tenner, which was fantastic. But I didn't get pick up the four ROMs that I'm missing. I'm still missing four ROMs from my collection, so I'm a bit. Cheat, 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 then. No, it was high-quality <laughs> merchandise from high-quality sellers in a yeah. high-quality environment. And that was one of the great things which Richard said during the interview was it's great to see the mix. So you had comic book sellers, you had comic book artists, writers. It's a nice good mix that they had there. I think it's even, it's, it's even better because it wasn't overly dealers. It yeah. was creators. There were, a few, there were a few dealers there, which yeah. was quite nice, you know, a few bits and pieces. But it wasn't... You know, I wasn't, confront- deals, I wasn't yeah. confronted by 20,000 Funko Pops, which is always a <laughs> thumbs up in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah, I bumped into Pete Burke as well, who was wandering around actually having a rest for a change. Yeah. I think taking tips from yes. Shane, really. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the ice shows have been really good, and the big shows before them were really great as well. Yeah. Nice um, new venue as well in the Birmingham yeah. Conference and Events Centre. I think the one thing that I wish I'd done more was being able to spread to kind of become two people so I could have gone to some of the um, talks that were being run um, by, by the Geek Barry Syndicate. and Dave from Geek Syndicate yeah because they're always great value yeah. I mean we um, did sneak yeah. into the back of yeah, one of them yeah we dropped into a couple a couple of them but um, it would have been good but you know that, that pro- events program was so big yeah um, it was really good so it's um, they, 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 there's too much it's one day and it's, it's almost too much to, to do yeah and Dave though you couldn't hmm. be there in person you did get yeah. some swag yeah, I was sick as a dog for part of last week. A friend of mine was there with Scottish Collectibles who do all the 
comic book grading CGC. He um, yeah, just he's my comic book dealer who I spend far too much money on. But yeah, got, got me a my my usual supply, including the uh, one uh, the the ten dollar variant of um, American Gods, the Scotty Young cover, which is currently going for stupid money on eBay. So that's yes. a, that's a bit of an investment. Let's rob him before he leaves. It's a beautiful cover, uh, but yeah, I mean it was. Fantastic fun for the day. Oh, I'm sure you're going to be there, though. But yeah, I, I've like I said, I've, I did I did ice last year, and I, I think I did it the year before as well. It's always been a good show. So, guy, Ryan, you went to watch a movie, didn't you? I did. With Kirk's wife, who is Jenny from the Great British Summer. Yes, and Captain Kirk's Wild Frontier. And Captain Kirk's Wild Frontier on Brim Radio Fridays Radio. eight till ten. So, do you want to explain what movie it was? It was a horror film. Which horror film? It. And? It <laughs> was... You're going to give us an actual proper review oh, rather than I just saying <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was this, it was that. Um, I enjoyed it. I've never seen the original, so it was um, it was quite surprising to me. Um, I, I was expecting the modern trend of horror films to be... It to be like that, you know, like your stuff you get every year, Annabelle, The Conjuring. I'm sure they're bringing Saw back as well. So I was thinking, is it going to be that sort of film where they're just going to try and make a franchise out of it? Well, it was a quite nice nod to the original film that in it comes every 27 years, and it has actually been a full 27 years since the first one was released. Has it? I didn't know that. Mm. Very good. Um, but it was it was good. I mean, there's an element of franchising which is going to happen here because I believe it's like a two part story in, in the book and the actual miniseries, so that is going to be very much adhered to. Um, but it was really good. It was it was almost to me like the Goonies, but a little bit scarier. Did it remind you a little bit of Stranger Things? A little bit, yeah. And that's not just because that kid is in it. No. But yes, it did remind me of Stranger Things. I wouldn't necessarily say it was very scary, but then I realised it was a 15 mile left, so I was kind of disappointed by that. I expected a bit more violence and a bit gore, but um, I mean, I mean, t- it was one of Tim Curry's seminal roles, the original. It, I mean, it scared the life out of me the first time I watched it. So, what do you think the new actor? I mean, I, I, I've only ever seen clips of the old film with the clown. It, it seems kind of like farcical, a little bit like like jokey, like. Yeah, the old clown, but this clown genuinely is quite freaky looking. But it's Bill Skarsgård, I think. Uh, yes. Stellan's son, is it? Yes. Uh, he he's great. He's really freaky. Mm. Like the clown is genuinely unsettling. Like the voice, the way he speaks and stuff is just. Um, yeah, and then you've seen a clown like in a sewer. That's just, that's not yes. great. But. I mean, I from say- the trailers, it they make it look a lot more scary than it sounds like it actually is. Yeah, I mean, like I say, if you were if you were genuinely a chicken. It will scare the living hell out of you, but for me, I'm obviously I'm so brave. I was fine, but no, it's um, it's good. I say it's not it's not going to be something that's going to get you pulling the bed sheets over your head at night, you know, terrified. But in terms of like just a genuinely a good horror film, and which yeah. you don't tend to get these these days because you just get the churning it off every Halloween every Halloween rubbish. It just was well made. It was obviously they looked at the source material and really thought about it. It just good production values, and that's what yeah. I want from a horror. It felt like a traditional horror film, like The Shining, or. I mean, the original film was actually not a film; it was a two-part miniseries, so it had quite a significant longer playtime than a normal movie. Do you think it was felt a bit rushed? No. 
Well, no, because there's, there's definitely going to be a sequel. Yeah. Because they're obviously going to do the adult bit next. Because it's all centred on the kids. Yeah. They're all great in it as well. Like, you know, they're fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. Am I banging the? I'm, I'm making a point, Ryan. I'm making some points here. <laughs> Smacking my hand down. I'm making some points. Is anybody else going to go and see it? I do want to see it because it looks really good. The trailers look really good. Because um, oh, you haven't seen the the miniseries, mm-hmm. you you wouldn't know the differences between that. Because the film's just focusing completely on the the, the, the younger version of the Losers Club. Yeah. In the miniseries, it kind of switches between the younger guys and the older guys so it's kind of two stories running at the same time how does it work it's just the the stuff that's in the past which is now the 80s I believe yeah it's in the 80s yeah. how does that work does that hold your attention that it's not kind of switching between times oh yeah I think so because obviously you've got the whole poet part I think what's quite good about it is like obviously all the kids they don't know each other at first so you've got like the group of four friends and then there's like three outsider kids who you get kind of a bit of time with them so it sets it up for a while that you've got four friends and then it's gradually how they meet these other three kids, but you've also got their sort of mini storylines going on to begin with. So you've got like an hour of sort of setup where you're getting to know the kids a bit more in detail, and then they all start coming together and all the stuff starts kicking off and going down. So yeah, I think it held up well. Um, yeah. Had you read the book no. at all? No. So you've gone you've gone into this completely with no frame of reference. Into you just the know book it's about a scary series. clown, and that was it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what why I wanted to see it, but. I'm glad I did. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I hey. recommend it. Hey, Keith, were you a big fan of the original? Um, bits. I mean, like you said, it, Tim Curry is what makes it. Yeah. Uh, you know, John Boy from the Waltons being in there was was uh, another <laughs> good thing. Um, it kind of muddled itself in the the latter half when it kind of got to the conclusion. Um, but then again, the book is great in parts. Um, but this this version yeah. is looking like it could be quite good. I kind of like the idea of separating out, separating out the two timelines. Yeah. And so you just get one complete story in one and one complete story in the in the next. But is the adult part of so it's not as good as it from what I've heard? So this is worrying. <sighs> mm, yeah, it, it, there, there is a little bit of that, but you know it could be interesting because that now being set in contemporary times, when they kind of come forward to do the second part. Um, because I think in the original it was like it was the kids part was in the fifties and then yeah. the kind of the, the bit that was happening was kind of the, the late eighties. So whether they do something because of you know take into account modern what technology life's like nowadays and, and stuff, it could be it could be kind of interesting. It, it look this first part looks good enough. So as long as they can hold on to that in for the second, it should be good. It'd be interesting to see who they cast mm. as the adult versions of these characters. I recommend it. it. Like I say, it was it wasn't. It's not a cheap rubbish horror film. It's genuinely like it. it, it it's going to get a good reputation. Yeah. Talking of horror films, Ryan. Mother. Exclamation mark. Mother exclamation mark. Yes. So Guy and I are off to watch Darren Aronofsky's newest work after the show. Mandate. Not, not a clue what it is. No, we have no idea. Literally, does anybody have any idea what it could be about? No, not a clue. Even the trailer gives you nothing except a close-up of Jennifer Lawrence screaming. But I'm excited about this, though. I'm excited about the concept of walking to a film not knowing yeah. about it, like Cloverfield. I think it makes a nice change. So normally by the time you go and see a film, you've seen 25 different trailers. You've already seen most of the good bits before you've even got to the cinema. So yeah. it wasn't yeah. quite and nice to actually go in blind for a change. That whole trailer of a trailer of a trailer seems yeah, to be working. Yeah, trailers. And that's one thing I really like with the new Blade Runner as well, is the trailers aren't actually movie trailers. They've just done little shorts yeah. to lead up to it with a little bit more impactful on the story. Guess what we're talking about? Mother! Exclamation mark! More next week. Next week. Mother. Yes, but it's out now. Recommended. Go and watch. Yeah. 
How many Guy Halfords would you give it out of ten? I'd probably give it four out of four. Uh, four out of four Guy Halfords out of <laughs> five. Four, eight, eight Guy Halfords out of ten. It's, out, it's Guy's eight. maths time. <laughs> eight Guy Halfords out of ten. He has a sack. He has some tat. It's time for Ryan's sack of tat. <laughs> it's a sack of tat attack. <laughs> right. So, whilst we were at Transformers Nation a few months ago, I set Guy and Phil the challenge of doing a £5 tat challenge. They were too lazy to do a full £5 tat challenge, and they just raided one store between the two of them. You've seen how sweaty Phil gets. It's not worth the risk. Philip Ellis doesn't run. Phil Phil Ellis does not perspire. Well, he could have sauntered quickly. Oh, mate, he does perspire. (laughs) My wet hand last week will tell you that for a fact. Nice. He ran for the Harley Bingo, and there's not another comic con. Pranced. <laughs> it was like a day old fawn wandering around. <laughs> anyway, they walked. thought the Night King was running around, so I thought he was in cosplay. <laughs> anyway, I got a <coughs> white carrier bag full of stuff which I've been too afraid to open. So I've, I've wanted people to be around me just in case I'm frightened <laughs> by what's in here. You could have given Tom the bomb that bag. Yes. I think that I think you should have not described the bag because that now has shattered the illusion of this wonderful sack of tat. It's it's a beautifully handcrafted sack <laughs> with the word tat embroidered <laughs> onto it, in 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 like a comic book cover font. Not it's just got, a with, cheap carrier. Bag. Yeah, it's not just a cheap carrier bag. Yes, there's some quality to this thing. Right, I'm reaching into my sack and pulling out an item. Is it? Is it I a, bet you are. Is it a weighty sack? <laughs> it's the it's item. quite a hefty sack. Shall we do it with feel? first. Yeah, go on. What do you think it oh, is? I just right. whip it out already. It's it's definitely a bobblehead. But the bobble heady the head bit of the bobblehead feels weird. It's and out of all- box. Yes. That's already reduced its value. Yeah. Oh. What, what it's a you- character that nobody knows what it is. Yay! It's like Shinchi or something. It's got a name. And it's got fifty P written on its head. On so. a raffle ticket. Which show did you get this from? Transformers Nation. Okay, so does it turn into a robot? No. Okay. Well, it does have a bobbly head. <laughs> Alright, that so that's going into the pile of rubbish. Alright, the next one is a Disney Hercules fingerine. Fingerine? Fingerine. fingerine. Oh, oh no, the bobblehead's died. But it does have an action feature. Yes, yeah, so clothes uh, lining. Funnily enough, were they happy Happy yeah, Meal that, toys? That, it was a Happy Meal toy. It uh, came, yeah. with, came with a, a discus that used to launch. Used to throw the discus. Yeah. Is he missing an arm? Uh, no, he's no, just he's holding it. Discus to throw. For some reason, he's holding his stomach like he's just had a bad curry. It looks a bit like you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, any thoughts? I think no. you should use that to hit guy with. Imagine that hammer's lower. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Guy could pick his nose with it. (laughs) Nice. Right, next. Oh, something in a bag. We've gone up in the world. Still 50p. A Furby. It's a Furby Happy Meal toy. Is this what if you just bought a selection of Happy Meal toys? (laughs) Is this like your and Phil's? Like, did you just take the 20 quid and go to McDonald's? (laughs) You just bought uh, McDonald's. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. How much money did you give him? Let's start. Let's start working out how much they've actually spent and how much so they've popped to in their pocket to buy you. So, so one pound fifty. No, when we played this, like Ryan said, like two fifty each. But Phil was like, "I've got five pounds worth of stuff here." It's kind of like, "Yeah, I want to pick some stuff." <sighs> Next item. Phoebe's a scary. What's, a, what's oh, 
Oh, this that's is just disturbing. wrong. What is? Are those wind up? That's it, not. It's that's a wind up. Wind up teeth. That is a whole wind up mouth. It's just the whole no. mouth. Ah. Do you know, like you have those chattering teeth, which you yeah. wind up and they just chatter along. This has got the full mouth and lips and around it, it. Is it one of those ones that when you wind it up, it walks? Yes. Yeah. So it I don't know why that makes it more upsetting. So we're up to the total value of £2, as this was 50p as well. No, I think the total cost is £2. <laughs> the total value is much less. <laughs> yeah. The total cost of my mental health is... You paid for this. Oh. Yes, that was... <laughs> it doesn't walk, it bounces around. Don't and guys dropped it. <laughs> Throwing them all on the floor, I think, so So far. it's a £2 so far. Um, it kind of looks like something else with a smile on it, if you ask me. <laughs> oh. You would say Blurring that. Too. Next one, bagged as well. <laughs> we did put it out of his sack, so it does make sense. Oh, true. <laughs> it's what an old man with a cane. <laughs> what? And a, is that a fez on his head? <laughs> no, it's just a very small hat. Who is that supposed to be? I don't know, but his arms move. But he's he no... waiting for a bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's Keith by the time the bus arrives. It definitely looks more like you. <laughs> I think that might be a model of Mr. Tim's. I think he's got guy's body shape. It has. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So are we up to now? Two pound fifty. Yeah, yep. Right, another fifty p. It is a whoopee cushion. Space hopper. Space hopper. Space hopping. Sorry. Does it actually hop? That's what we need to find out. Yeah, yeah, it does hop. It might do. This guy, you're not feeling responsible for this. I think mainly Phil. This is kind of the kind of crap that you get somebody at an office when it's their birthday and you don't want to get them and you just buy them a load of absolute garbage. The stall at TF Nation. Did you buy any crap that was Transformers related? I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just checked the sack. Is it made out of rubber? <laughs> oh well. So it does bounce as well. But also just falls over. <laughs> uh, uh, I have no swear? words. No. It's a bloody dolphin. It's a dolphin holding a guitar with a backwards baseball cap on it. That space hopper just looks like it's headbutting stuff. Oh. It's seen what else is in this bag. It's Mr. Hoppy. <laughs> Ugh. Just right. right. Why would this be made ever? For people who want teenage dolphins, obviously. I, who knows? Just, just, just don't. Right, it's wearing Marty McFly's jacket. <laughs> And holding a blue guitar. But why is. Who comes up with having a dolphin in a plastic bag? Alright, I think the sack is almost dry. What else have we got in here? We're oh. going to have to have words with Phil Ellis. Yes. Serious words. Oh, we the have Smurf. a Smurf. Hey. Oh, he bought that because he said that was the one we called him when we played Smurf's game. Well, it's ah, only got not one arm. The other one. Yes. Smurfette seems to have had a horrible workplace injury where she's now one armed. That's not Smurfette, but it's the other one that we decided Phil was, whose name I can't remember. The diva one. If there's a Smurf that's not very good at shopping for stuff at TF Nation, <laughs> that's yeah. the version I'm calling Phil from now on. You, know that, you do know that Phil likes spends his life trying to blag things for free, though, so yes. it just makes sense. That's true, he's not good at actually exchanging money for goods. <sighs> they Is this both your purchase? Whoopee cushion. Uh, yeah, I've got the whoopee cushion. Let out a mighty roar. Do not inflate too heavily. Did they both have a fiver or just a fiver between them? Just the fiver between them. I originally was going to give them five reach, but then I realised this would be like a six hour long feature. <laughs> yeah. I remember back in Southampton, we all bought 
like finger knitted like figures. Those no, are still Dave better than quality. any of this. Me and yeah. Dave bought a quality well, wooden elephant. Thank you very much. A porcelain elephant. Look, look, look at the picture on this wood cushion. The, the impact of the fart is so bad that a dog has fallen off a chair. <laughs> Again, is this a recreation of your yeah. household? <laughs> now let's all listen to Guy trying to. <laughs> In my experience, whoopee cushions are not worth 50p. They're not all. even worth a penny. The thing is this, if a guy sits on it, we're not going to know if it's the whoopee cushion or him. That's not yes. a good indicator of its another, quality. Another fat joke. <laughs> that's not a fat joke, that's a flatulence That's a flatulence gag. Yeah. Watching you trying to inflate this is the more fun part of this. I don't think you can get much more air into that guy. Don't overinflate too heavily. It does say on the Did you see them buy this? No. Could they brought this with them? This didn't come from TF Nation. <laughs> that was the most depressing fart ever. Oh, that didn't make a noise at all. Rubbish. Try again. If anybody would like to win all of these items, then email Guy Halford um, and just say why. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then check yourself into the nearest mental hospital. Yes. And we have our yeah, last Please item. tweet at Phil Ellis and ask him why. <sighs> Philip underscore Ellis. Is that Jar Jar Binks? Yes. No, this... that was Guy. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's got an extendable tongue. It's not extendable, it's stuck down. It's just stuck, it doesn't even go no. out. It looks like it's off the top of a shampoo bottle. I think I remember those existing. They did yes. a few, didn't they? Yeah. The shampoo oh, God, ones. it's got a. St- Sticky thing on the back of it to Should, uh, like stick it to the window. Stick it to that window. It's Should not going to work because it's crusty and it's made in 1999. Should I leave nice. this uh, on the chair for the next presenter to come in and sit on? I clearly you should. Yes. So let's see what it says on this. Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved, used under authorization by Grosvenor. <sighs> to I'll... paraphrase a certain Philip Ellis, I am shook. <laughs> shook it. I've yeah, never seen such a bigger waste of five pounds in can, my life. Can, can, I, can I just have the bag? Yes. Guy, just have an unsightly bulge coming from your. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. To what be honest, you overinflated. You've overinflated. To be honest, the best thing about this selection of bag. items is the bag, and it's just a plain white carrier bag. You've ruined the only practical item in it by overinflating your whoopee cushion. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got it's sort of like a wobbly bit now. Uh, it has it has a, a bit on here actually. It says, um, "Do not when, overinflate." When anybody sits down, it emits a real Bronx cheer. It's <laughs> a Bronx cheer. I'm assuming that's Bronx in New York. Yeah. Yes, I think this all needs to be returned to the sack of tat and disposed of. In a fire. Philip Ellis is getting this. Just jump it on the <laughs> just, it just jump on the streets like the rest of the litter in Birmingham at the moment. Can I'm going to play with the smiley test. Can we wrap this up and give it to Phil for his <laughs> Christmas <laughs> box? Uh, save it for Christmas. Yeah, save it for Christmas. Yeah, it's not that he'll know. We'll back. know whether he listens to the show yeah. by whether he knows he's getting this. Which is it? It's entrapment, Phil. So you should listen to this one. <sighs> Just wrong. All of it's wrong. No, no offense to Adam, yeah. but I think next year, don't let this store holder back to your <laughs> your event. 
lowering the tone. I think if you go, it should be all. Should, there wasn't even a transformable robot in there. They could have had a GoBot don't, in there. Don't fill that up with your coal-ridden germy air and then blow it in my face, please. Oh, do you know what? I'm out of breath now. I've been blowing too hard on some. Guy, could you see whether you could get a fart into it? So <laughs> when it, when you do it, it emits a real fart. <laughs> You've not said that before, have you? <laughs> I do, I, yeah, it's not the first time he said it. Right, I think it's time to move on from this. To paraphrase, rubbish. Phil Ellis, I don't want to be on Geeky Brummy anymore. Well, he's the reason we're doing that. You're Phil Ellis, and that is why you're wrong. That's why we've sent you to Bulgaria. <laughs> I, I just, I'm gobsmacked by that selection. And we've had some terrible tat in our time, but. That yeah, could you do any better, Bloomfield? Probably. Right. Bloomberg. EGX, EGX, we shall prove them better, Keith. I could have probably drawn on the back of the ticket that I took into the event, and it would have been better than that. <laughs> All right, you're on Bloomberg. All right, that's it. You two facing off at EGX. You Five go pounds. down, Halford. Five pounds, down. all tats, no, no losers. You're paying, right? No. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's 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 get the actual like parameters of this feature. Is it that it should be the worst possible crap yes. you can buy? For... So that did really well then. Yes, <laughs> it was utter utter tat. Posh. See, I think that's. I think you should be buying something good tat for a fiver, not the oh, worst possible. Because you, you're still angry about your losing <laughs> with your golden fist, aren't you? That. That oh the uh, infinity the infinity but that was that was good tat. It was an oversized keyring that you couldn't get into your pocket. I don't know about your pockets, but I could I can get <laughs> quite a good sizable amount of stuff in my pocket. Right. Well, that's saying that's saying you're complimenting something else there, but you're really not. That's uh... I'm just saying <laughs> I don't wear skin tight trousers. <laughs> anyway, I think we've had enough. Because, you know, atomically, the pockets are usually right, quite we, round We will the settle this at EGX. You two can run off and buy some tap between the two of you and find who gets the best work. I thought you were going to say we were going to sell it outside somewhere there. Like, well, I'll meet you I might not spend the money at all and just pick up a load of leaflets. <laughs> That'll still be as good as that. Top trumps. Woo. We're about to play a round of top trumps. Woo. Right. I've bought three packs. One of which... Is a familiar favourite to all of us. The trash pack. Oh dear. Set number two, in honour of the sixth film's announcement. Top Trump specials, Indiana Jones. You mean the fifth film, right? Or the um, fourth, depending on which side of the Indiana Jones. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thing. We yeah, just, we don't talk about anything after. Look, I've inherited Guy's math skills. <laughs> and the third one is from the Top Trump's trust. Specially made for British gas. 30 ways to help save the planet. Gas, 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 gas. I think after all that... Uh, I'm just trying to summon Guy here. Yeah. <laughs> I think after that stellar whoopee cushion segment, we ought to play with the gas ones. Yeah. Guy, you ready for a bit of gassing? Yeah. Don't encourage him. Still sealed. Ooh. I want to say lovely thanks to my beautiful wife Vivian who ordered these from eBay for a grand total of one pound and still better than that whatever you got out of that yes. bag <laughs> promotional use only are we promoting this <laughs> well it depends on how we want to promote yes we're, we're going to promote saving the planet these yes. cards are 100% recycled or recyclable it's one of the two 
apparently the Topstrom's Trust has one clear mission. Do you want to guess what that mission is? Sell genuine top yes. to, sell, to sell as many to top sell top as possible. Yeah. No, apparently it's oh. to provide a simple but informed guide of, to a topic of the day. Oh. Fair enough. <sighs> I'm I already know we're getting into the bottom of the packet. These. It says these were printed and made in the EU. Yes. Is that allowable now? Can we have EU stuff? I don't know. Uh, are, you, are you sure that don't look like Top Trump's logo? It's actually the Top Trump's Trust, which is their charity, I believe. Right. I don't know when Top Trump's decided to have a charity, but they do. Is it, is it like when like a celebrity needs like a charity? <laughs> well, like Kanye. Oh, a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Probably. How can you tax write-off pits of cardboard with false facts on? They'll be aware. <laughs> <laughs> we know they're false facts. Fake news. When we have the Lord of the Rings cards with better historical accuracy than the actual cards. Mm. Right, we're doing three. (laughs) (laughs) I already know which card Guy's got then. Uh, (laughs) When were these made? My God. I'm actually not sure. Is there a date on the box? I don't think there's a date on the box. It's a re- registered trademark of winning moves. No, 2007. Ten years old. Box fresh. And it's older than that. Right. Dave, you can start us off. Oh. Um, okay. I'm going to go for... Excuses. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Excuses is the category. Yes. Um, and I'm going to go for reach the, reach your boiling point. Install a new condensing boiler. <laughs> if your boiler is over 15 years old, it's probably time to replace it. By law, new boilers must be one uh, must be of the high efficiency condensing type. They can help you save up up to a third on your heating bills and even more if you upgrade to modern controls. Excuse rating nine. Cool. Is that good or is that bad, though? I have no idea. Well, it's beaten both of mine. What does excuses mean? I don't, I don't understand. I'm assuming okay. this means, like, highest wins after we have so. the argument. Yeah. Right. George? Uh, I cannot beat this. So I am going to... I'm just going to burn a card. I'm going to go with Stop the Draft. Draft-proof your home. <laughs> which I've picked because of this alarming-looking caterpillar on the, the picture. Vietnam, not the oh, Vietnam God, War, I then. No. <laughs> I, remember the, I remember those. It looks like... I don't know, it looks quite depressed, this Caterpillar draft excluder on the picture. Um, he has excuses five. Impressive. Keith? I'm going to use pull the plug, which is unplug your mobile phone chargers. Because uh, <laughs> if you have charged your mobile phone overnight, make sure you pull the plug out of the socket when you're finished. If you put it back in the drawer, then you'll always know where it is as well. <laughs> excuses, zero. <laughs> So no excuses. No excuse for that one. Guy. Uh, again, burn a card. A low, down, dirty job, which is what some people would describe being with Ryan. <laughs> I think it's what you describe being in the toilet. <laughs> um, excuses two. Washing your clothes at 30 degrees centigrade could save 40% of your washing machine's energy consumption. It's elementary. Is it? Does, hang on. Does this pack, does us reading these facts off the pack mean that we should be getting paid for promoting British gas? Yeah, no, we educate. We're, we're, we're giving energy education. efficiency tips here. We educate. We are educating and informing in a fun yeah. manner. 
We would like to, we would like to mention that we, n- none of us work for yes, yes. or top drums. And I'm really rubbish at saving electricity, so... Yes. Right, mine is... Take a road trip. Share a car when travelling to work or school. That is the only two choices, apparently, for a road trip. You can't go anywhere on holiday. You've got to go to work or school. So we can't go to Southampton? No. If you're driving to the airport or the seaside, or even just to work or school... Make sure you and your friends use the same car instead of meeting at your destination. What if you want to go to cleanse? I got the train. Yes. Well, isn't that more energy efficient? Like bus, any other public transport methodology? Excuse is five. I believe I win that round. Yes, you did. Hey. You're going to choose the next category or are you going to let somebody else? Um, I'll let somebody else. Mainly because I don't have a clue about these categories. George. Uh, I'm going to go with Mind the Gap Install Cavity Wall Installation (laughs) (laughs) That's awful There you go Uh, Apparently it's a clean and easy job So that's good to know Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with with cost Which apparently is £260 Well hang on So obviously if you have the lowest here That's better yeah I'm guessing so Okay Yes (laughs) Guy I'm going with... I've already read the card. It's going wrong now. Oh, God. He's gone. Flick the switch. You're such a child. Cost zero. Well, yep, it certainly doesn't cost anything to do that. Uh, imagine how much any energy you'll leave or uh, energy you'll use if you leave all the lights on your house on, which is I do all the time. If, if you're leaving in a, leaving an empty room, there's no need for light, so switch it off. Probably good actually if you're gonna flip the switch uh, in a dark room. It's probably you know you don't need a light on for that. Uh, Dave, um, I'm gonna go for get smart. Install smart energy meters. A smart mate will tell you exactly how much energy you have used. It will help you keep track of your bills and make sure you don't waste any energy. Uh, Cost 70 quid. Impressive. Keith? I'm going to choose, because it makes no difference which card I pick. Uh, careful with that kettle. Don't <laughs> overfill your kettle. <laughs> Is Electric- this Tom Clavon's new band name? <laughs> Electric kettles are notorious for using nearly a third of all your energy. I'm adding extra words in this to make it sound a bit more interesting. Of your en- average household use of cooking. Boiling the kettle for cooking? Surely you're making a drink while you're cooking something else. This maybe, is maybe they just live on instant noodles in the Winning Moves warehouse. Yeah, what if you haven't passed that? Boil the kettle on the hob. So boil the pasta. Boil the water on the... <laughs> Don't boil the kettle Sorry, on the hob. Do not take cooking advice from, from Mr. Whitney. <laughs> you build a fire outside from leftover wood <laughs> that you might have stored in the house. Just like the Carl Sagan it's making an pie question. It, <laughs> it takes a lot of energy to boil a full kettle. So just put enough in... For what's your, it's missed the apostrophe, it's got the right number of letters in, but it's missing the apostrophe, you'll get a cup of tea. So they get this cup of apostrophe in the next yule, but not in the first one. You'll get your cup of tea faster as well. Cost minus three billion pounds. No, it's just zero, but, you know, I thought I'd say minus because that could get me a win. I think I might have beaten you on this one. You've got minus. We'll get around to this. Cleaning the car. Buy the cleanest car in your class. CO2 emissions from road transport would fall by as much as 30% if people simply bought the most fuel-efficient car in its class. Cost, N.A. 
That's cobblers. That is that because have you got to buy a car? The value of the car. Does N A beat zero? No, because no, it's, it's not, not applicable. applicable. So it's there's no value. Oh, so you're out. Sold the pair. <laughs> <laughs> Me and guy win. No, still got one more card. What? No, and Dave yeah, won no. the first. But we win that round. round. You got half a point. Fine. Did we? I don't know. Keith, pick the next I'm category. Confused. Let's move on. Oh, uh, right. Okay, I'm going to go with turn it down. Which is something that everybody says to Guy when he's DJing. Um, so turn down your thermostat by one degree. Why one? Do three or four. Save you even more money. Turn it completely Put off. Put a jumper on. Be a rebel. Yeah, a jumper on. Or live in a warmer country. That'd be nice. Go and live somewhere where it's warm. Isn't that what expats do? Yes. What, you mean barbers? <laughs> they used to be pats, now they're barbers. An expat. Expat is a person Expatriate. who moves to like move to Spain. There, it's the posh word for immigrant. Immigrants, <laughs> <laughs> actually, from the UK. Not if you're where they've come to. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking out from our perspective. It's like Obi Wan Kenobi yes. from a certain point of view. Yes. Yeah, he knew a lot of stuff that Obi Wan Kenobi, didn't he? Yes. Um, he try, had the high ground. Tr- it says try. Doesn't say you have to, but you could try turning your thermostat down by just one degree. You could save as much as ten percent on your heating bills. Which category are you going for? I just want to get the second half of this. If you're really going to notice the extra few degrees of heat, you can get a lot of gas. You can save a lot of gas by putting on a warm jumper or cuddling up to your loved ones. So that won't work for Guy. Yeah. What are you on about? You just Maxi need to wear a lot of jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> Not Maxi, but Maxi, I can imagine, doesn't give much body heat away. Oh, no, it's like a little hot water bottle. It's nice. I imagine that dog would just go, yeah, you're coming near me. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but the effectiveness, I'm going to pick on that, is a, uh, a lovely Economy 7. See how I've got like a kind of like seven? themed in there. <laughs> Guy? Uh, I've got a pair of pants on a card. Um, of course you did. Oh, <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. He's thrown it on the floor. Yeah, Guy's thrown his card away. He's out. <laughs> Is that was that in temper tantrum because you're not winning? At least they're not soiled pants. Um, dry. So they're not yours. <laughs> Air your dirty laundry, which is probably what we do most weeks. Um, <laughs> dry your clothes naturally instead of tumble drying. Effectiveness. Um, for but you know like sometimes when you dry your clothes naturally and then they when you leave them on a bit too long and they get that damp smell, so you've got the risk of damp smell. We are in Britain. This is not one of yeah. the. It's not one of the things Britain's renowned for, is it? Being you know when clothes go a bit hard when you put them out as well. Yeah. Pardon? Why would so? Why would your pants go hard, Ryan? <laughs> I'm not talking about pants. I'm talking about clothes in general. They can occasionally go hard if you leave them drying for too long. They get a bit stiff. <laughs> Dave. Oh dear. Um, I'm going to go for it. time for an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> That's what George is thinking. <laughs> On a daily basis. <laughs> next, time, next time you need a new fridge freezer, here's a cool thought. Oh. If everyone bought one that was energy saving recommended, the CO2 saved would be enough to fill 3.7 million double decker buses. That's a chilling thought. Why would you fill a double decker bus with CO2? <laughs> I want to know where these extra million buses are because they're certainly not coming on time when I'm waiting. Well, that, that, that's the thing. That's why they don't turn up is because they're too busy, busy being filled with CO2. <laughs> I know I've been on some buses. They're being filled with methane mostly. Oh, sorry about that. Well, it's usually yeah. cannabis on my buses. Um, effectiveness, five. George? I've got you all. I'm going to keep the heat in 
install loft insulation. Um, insulating your loft is not expensive, and a standard 270mm layer could save as much as £220 a year. It's a no-brainer. So that there you go. Um, effectiveness, 10. Ha! <sighs> See, I thought I'd been in for a chance to be no points for you. meeting Keith here with my recharging of my batteries by buying a hybrid car. Hybrid cars are powered by a combination of petrol or diesel and electricity. You can get hydrogen ones as well. It shows you how outdated these cars are. This can reduce your CO2 emissions as well as your running costs. Seven! That's what? Point each for George and Dave and yep. half a point each for you. <sighs> Do myself over on this game. Speaking of seven, I really missed Len on Strictly last week. Yeah. Right, shall we go for the other cards? Let's, let's see what I'm actually gonna, I'm going to read tips. what the description is, oh, and we guess. can, and we oh, can okay. see what we can guess what it is. Okay, okay. Dig out the BMX. Cycle to Cycle work. work. Cycle instead of using the car. No more little red lights. Turn everything Turn off at night. Standby, yeah. <laughs> Don't go down post down flats. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, switch appliances off standby. See, no, it's, it's stay away from Broad Street. What's a bright idea? Ooh. LED light bulbs or money, energy saving light energy bulbs. Energy saving light bulbs, good one. Going green starts at home. If you're the Grinch. Recycling stuff at home? Four simple energy actions. That's cheating, that is. It is. Bring me sunshine. Solar powers. Your solar powers, yeah. like a superhero. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes. Comes with a free cape. Well, blow me down. Wind, Wind power. power. Or guy on the loop. Uh, I need some. <laughs> <laughs> use a micro wind turbine. Ooh. I'm going to use a mighty large turbine. So, yeah, micro wind turbine, so not guy. Not guy. In, in my best John Road. It doesn't come much hotter than this. Go Move somewhere hotter. Go away on older. Nope. Um, I installs yeah. solar water heating. Oh, alright. Turn off that extension. I think that's fairly self-explanatory. So. Switch off extension good. leads. Use those legs. Walk. Or Rather dance. than driving. Yeah. No pain, no gain. Double Windows glazing. Double glazing. Yes. Oh dear. Take care of your car. Sell it on comparethemarket.com. Nope. Go nope. compare. Nope. We buy any part. Any we buy any car. Dot com. Nope. To the bloke who turns up your house and asks him to pay by check. Practice eco driving with the regular maintenance and driver behaviour. What? Yep. What's what eco driving? I call bull on that. Avoid harsh acceleration and braking. Anticipate traffic and check the road head. Yeah. So in other words, drive. Use your rubbish. Reuse, recycle. Right yes, separate your waste and recycle it. Control your radiators. Turn down. Install thermostatic radiator valves. Oh. And the oh. last one, wrap up warm. Stick your jumper on. Nope. Stop moaning. Oh. Lag your boiler. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lag your tanks. Who's got? Who's still got a blinking boiler in the flipping airing cupboard? Me. <laughs> Me. Do you dry your towels in well, there? We don't have a boiler. We have a heat exchanger. 
You have a heat exchanger? Yes, it would shock Dave that much his mic fell down. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you live on a battleship or something? <laughs> no, we live in a block of flats, but instead of putting boilers in, they gave us all heat exchangers. You do live next to the canal, though, so do you think maybe actually your flat secretly is a battleship? And you're just going to, at some point, <laughs> yeah. one day, be called into action. One and day it's going to be like the first episode of Gun Damage, yeah. just going to separate away from the rest <laughs> of it and like, <laughs> sail down the Space canal. Space battleship Yamoto. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they were the greatest top trump cards. They were informative this week. and educational. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Viv Parish. I miss Bin Weevil. Should have gone with the Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, no, we've taught a good message. We've had a laugh at some of like the innuendos, yes. and we've learned some stuff. You flicked many switches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, guy does that on a regular basis anyway. Well, yeah, keep it keep it regular. But don't save money by turning off your computers or electronic <laughs> devices on which you're listening to this show. If you're Keep them on. If you're flicking the switch, you might need computer on. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one. And it's usually And it's always Guy, Guy Halford. You know what? It's time to wrap up. Guy, where can we find you online? Uh, the internet. Any specific region or zone? The north. Final guy H on Instagram. Yes. Expensive record collection. And also the part of stuff <laughs> not blogged. Yeah. Yes. Also the part of the internet that you can't mention to your kids. Yes. yes. George, where can we find you? You can find me at Caramel Latte Kiss pretty much wherever there are social medias. Uh, two L's everywhere except Twitter where there is one. Or you can find me on www.caramellattekiss.com. Mr. Bloomfield, where can we find you? Uh, Round the corner on the internet from Guy. You, you kind of, there's, a, there's usually a sign, but sometimes it's, it's covered it's up by a bus. Involve a bus to like get to you, your part of the internet. It's two buses, a train, and a bit of a walk. But don't go on a Sunday because the bus doesn't run on a Sunday. So you, it's a bit, it's a bit tricky to get to at weekends. But the rest of the week, you're probably okay. But make sure you have change because they don't give change as well either, and they don't do passes. Um, so yes, Tune in next there. week for Keith's interesting adventures in his mental health. <laughs> Dave, where can we find you? Hang on, I didn't say. I said uh, hard look underscore hotel on Twitter without the underscore most places else. And it's it's more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Count Ducular episode. No. Mr. Whitney, uh, Ace is an armor on Instagram and Facebook, and Dwit three one eight seven at Twitter. And as he's walked into the room, Mr. Pete Steele, where can we find your new music blog? Uh, it's uh, brummusicbulletin.wordpress.com and all about local stuff happening in the Brum music scene yeah well it's uh, Beyond the Tracks Festival today and this yes. weekend um, so I'm doing the A-list uh, th- this week and uh, we're going to be previewing that festival uh, and loads of other new stuff on the A-list this week cool right you can find me go on then find Ryan doing two things flicking his switch and Robin Tom Clubon's left <laughs> <laughs> or at Ryan Parrish on Twitter or at Brummy Goldman for the food stuff. And you can find us all at Kiki Brummy on all social medias. And don't forget to give Brum Radio a follow too. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave a comment. Just let subscribe us know how well we're YouTube doing. Channel. Yes, and subscribe to our awesome new YouTube channel showing the amazing Mr. Keith Bloomfield's cinematography skills. David Whitney, if you don't stop playing with that microphone up and down, I swear to God. <laughs> Stop pulling what, it in and out. What are you going to do? He's <laughs> going to put it somewhere else, I think. We're going to put right. it where the sun doesn't shine. Only in your fantasies, man. <laughs> so that's kind of so northern hemisphere during the winter. <laughs> so 30 days a night. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You should see Brian's face now looking at us. <laughs>
Bye, everybody.